Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 22nd of September 2016. This is The Gap, episode 338. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gorey is with me tonight. I am. And we have two guests joining us from CNET Australia. First up, we have Dave Chang. How are you going? Uh, pretty good. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. We also have another guest from CNET. He is the second best Luke on this podcast tonight. It's Luke Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up ranked to second best. I don't even get a placement match. Yeah, that's rough. It's unfair. We'll see how I mean, tonight. You did, on the end of the show you did lose yeah. to him in Fantasy Movie League, so, I mean, you know. I mean, that is pro. That is pro. Yeah, and Z-Town. <laughs> and Z-Town. <laughs> oh, you're taking L's uh, yeah. all over. Okay, guys, it's been fun. Um, see you next time. <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so, should we talk about Z-Town just straight off the bat? Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so, this was our, I guess, what was you guys' second time uh, doing Z-Town, but it was, we all went uh, as a squad this time again. Last time uh, was at... Uh, which uni was it? Macquarie? Yeah. Yeah, and we, um, Luke and myself ended up uh, surviving until the end. We didn't make it out in terms of getting to the evac point, but we did hide in a creek for a good couple of hours uh, with Nathan. <laughs> really? That's what winners do, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't die. That was the main point. Um, so, we took that that uh, learning experience and, and brought it across to this one, which was at, um, at Randwick at UNSW. And um, you guys, I guess, had some some good tips for us on where to go because, uh, you know, you've had some experience there in the past. You guys went to that uh, university, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Went there for three and a half years. Um, I did a bit better. I went for five and a half and uh, came out less qualified than Luke, so... Is that better, though? <laughs> Is that better? Oh, well, I mean, God. no, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I think just having done... The two at Macquarie and UNSW. UNSW seemed like a way better campus for Z-Town. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. far less open areas, lots of corridors. The spawn points for the zombies seemed like they were in really central areas, so you constantly felt at risk. Yep. Now, wait till you go to UCID, because uh, I think it is, I still think it's the best. That's the first one I went to was at UCID, and uh, it, the campus is perfect for it. It's got... It's, it's basically got biomes in its own special sort of way because it's got distinct different areas. It's got a very hilly, starey area, whereas you, in UNSW is fucking stairs everywhere. Stairs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is good on some points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's better um, at the top of the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's okay. Um, but, yeah, it's got, like you said, it's got a lot of flat areas as well, and it's sort of staggered as opposed to... Yeah, just one giant hill. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, UNSW is way better than Macquarie, I thought, for, for Z-Town, uh, at the very least. Um, yeah. And that would be my fifth, I think. How many have you done, Luke? Uh, this was my second last weekend. Oh, sorry, Luke. other Luke. Yeah. Luke one? Yeah. The, Luke be- one. the better Luke. No. <laughs> it's Luke one and Luke A. We've been through this. <laughs> we have been through this, yeah. It's good um, Luke and Luke. <laughs> I, I did, yeah, and we can't do LL either. That doesn't work. No, no, that's no. equally unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, uh, this was my, was it my fourth then, I think? Yeah, it must have been. If, if it's my fifth, then it's your fourth. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it because I got screwed. <laughs> I went out early. 
Uh, uh, well, before we get to that. <laughs> oh, fine. So, so I guess this one was a theme of um, like cowboys, right? So it was yep. the Dead South. Um, yeah, Wild West kind of thing. Yeah, and you, uh, I think well, Job, Job dressed up for sure. He, he had his cowboy hat on. I did. My uh, gangster fedora that I put some belts around because uh, I couldn't find a fucking cowboy hat that wasn't a floppy thing. Uh, uh, but yeah. I think uh, I think I, I I went for semi-historical accuracy as well. The uh, oft-forgotten uh, Chinese gold prospector that had yeah. a that hat was very well received. <laughs> uh, did you did you lose it? My hat never turned nope. up. Uh, so your hat never turned up. It, it just never turned up. Uh, oh, like, you, you still haven't received it. Any like, I still on. haven't received. This is the problem with online shopping. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still. I, I guess you guys, having done like four of them, are they getting better? I, I guess in some aspects they are. Yeah. Um, like, have, have the others been themed? Obviously, this had the Western theme, but. Yeah, it wasn't the one, first one we went to themed? Oh, wait, no, maybe it wasn't. So, yeah, is, no, this, is this the first time they've done the theme? This is the first time that they've really lent into the theme. I mean, when they first did Factions, um, there was a like a theme of sorts, um, but it wasn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like the theme was mostly factions. So uh, this is the first time they've actually took taken us to a, a genre and uh, attempted to to drive people down that way. I don't think they handled that very well, to be honest, because it would have been really nice to know that it was a western very early on. When they said it was dead south, I just sort of thought it was going to be like hillbillies yeah like that was just the name of it i think i only ever saw that it was western themed in like one facebook post yeah mm. and it would have been a lot easier to put together a fucking costume if i had a <laughs> bit more instead of getting my wife to pick up a flannel shirt uh while she was out shopping the day i found out it was a fucking western themed and uh yeah finding a stupid hat at a costume shop, uh, store and trying to make it a cowboy like, that's not really ideal, is it? You know? It'd be nice to actually go all out and do it properly. Yeah, a few people did, though. Like, I think the costuming was something that helped me get into a lot a lot more than the previous one. Yeah. Like, a few people did go all out for costumes. And not just, like, the organizers. Just random players had mm, gone yeah. all out. Yeah. And, and that was really cool. I, I think it's awesome that people get into it. And, uh... I mean, having having worn the hat, uh, <laughs> there are some concerns about costumes that you don't really think about. But it can, like, the first time I tried running with the hat on, it came flying off. <laughs> and, uh, like, luckily it wasn't ultra urgent. Uh, and I was able to turn around and go back and get it. But, like, that was weighing on my mind for the rest of so- the fucking... Well, yeah. you know, you're doing like um, the hand on the hat kind of bandito style. Or? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Luke will no, back I, me up on this one. I thoroughly thought that through. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was like I think you were just carrying a roll of gaff tape with you just in case. I always oh. do. Yep. As a as is a vocationally relevant. But um, no, I figured. Yeah. No, running hats. Bad idea. Um, I went to Lincraft and picked up um, one of those little, you know, like an elastic and. The toggle thing, I think that's what it's called. 
just to be able to tighten it and loosen it, get the length right so that I could not, I wouldn't have to wear it and it would sit nicely on my back. So mm, yeah, nice. no, I, I thought, I thought an, an appropriate level for the hat. Yep. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure other, others, but like also if you're wearing a waistcoat and a shirt and old timey pants, uh, you're not, you're wearing cowboy boots on fucking concrete. Yeah. You're probably not running places, right? <laughs> like, you might try, but... Mm, yeah, you'll, you'll make it a couple of steps, you know? Exactly. Uh, and if you try to stop, you might die. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the, the things, I guess. you you got to sacrifice if you want to look as good as some of those people did. But they did look really good, which I thought was awesome. They put in well, some effort. Thank you. I'm really, I re- <laughs> really appreciate hearing that. Yeah. Uh, uh, with, yeah. Guy who... Um, wore his pants <laughs> that he wears every day. That's what I do. I, I will say <laughs> yeah. that um, I think I learned it is much better to carry one really expensive Nerf gun or a bunch of smaller, cheaper ones. The mid-range kind of rifle style is just garbage because that is guaranteed going to jam on you. Oh, it's guaranteed to jam on you at the worst possible moment, pretty much. Yeah, hmm. uh, yeah I, was, I was pretty happy with my hammer shots on the day. Yeah. yeah. So what do you rock? As uh, weaponry, altogether. I, mean, uh, I had the. Uh, hang on, my Luke A. Or I'm Luke A. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I had the two hammer shots. I had a strong arm, which I don't think I took out all day, yep. and like a satchel filled with all the socks. With um, socks, you brought socks. Sock. I brought socks. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I fished in there once, but I had them. I, I yep. lost more than I threw. So, <laughs> <laughs> how are you losing socks? Um, well, I rolled them up and so left a little bit hanging um, just to be able to stick it under a belt and that sort of thing. But running around, kind of like the weight of the sock would unfurl itself. Uh. So, lesson learned. Um, but for me, uh, other than half a dozen socks, I had a one hammer shot, one strong arm, and a strife. I uh, got shipped in from Germany because you can't get them here. Yep. Hmm. And uh, that that jammed on me, so you know, fat oh, okay. that did. Did So that you were both rocking there, the strong arm. Yep. Why? Yep. Because if I you've have got hammer hammer shots, why would you get the strong arm? Uh, rate of fire. Because I had the hulk before it. That's the only reason. Only <laughs> <laughs> aesthetic. I'm not going to pretend it was anything else. Because it looks yeah. cool. Because <laughs> it looks yeah. cool. You did look pretty cool with your uh, shoulder holsters. Yeah. Oh, weren't those a those a chore to get put together? Um, so I I wanted kind of the double shoulder holsters for my um, hammer shots, but I could only find a single shoulder holster that would arrive in time. So I bought two and just like took them apart and re-rigged them back together so it was a double shoulder holster. Oh yeah, and it didn't fall apart on me, which was hey, nice. Impressive. Yeah, that's a pro. How about you guys? What are you guys packing on the day? Luke? Um, I had a hammer shot in my um, my holster and also a modulus, which I've used uh, pretty much both of them from the start, oh. all, all games. Yep. Um, modulus jammed on me, I think, twice. Um, but in that, like, it seemed to be a lot better this time than it did the last couple of games. I remember the last time it jamming quite a bit, but yeah, I think, like Dave said, was it Dave that said it? Uh, that you need, like, 
the, the mid-range stuff probably isn't that great. And, and you can't really get good stuff in Australia. It's kind of like the cheap stuff or the mid-range. If you want something good, you've got to go overseas and well, it's, kind of it's order all, that. Well, it's all nerfed for, <clears throat> like, for legislative purposes here. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah that, that's true. If you go overseas, you'll get the proper like heavier springs, better rate of fire. Actually, I uh, yeah, I spoke to some uh, spoke to someone at Hasbro yesterday on the um, off chance, and he said something along the lines of um, if you if they wanted to get uh, to be able to bring in nerf gun nerf blasters that are allowable everywhere else, um, they Hasbro would need to issue um, would need to issue gun licenses along with them. So I guess that's uh, <laughs> wow. gun laws in Australia uh, appropriate most times sound really stupid when it comes to nerf blasters <laughs> yeah that's true um yeah that's bananas i can't believe they're not even i don't even find them that powerful i mean because i've got my hammer shots with american style springs in them and they ping but i don't think they're that fucking strong all it is is like the only the only part of your body it can damage is your eye mm. yeah and I feel is like that a- shoot a kid in the face with it and see what he thinks about how painful it is. I guess that's their logic. But I think that the, if you shot someone in the eye with an unmodified, if, with a generic Australian hammer shot, it would uh, probably hurt. Probably do. <laughs> oh, it hurt like you know. It hurt like hell. Yeah. How, how the fuck? How did the fuck did they test that? Okay, Timmy. Okay, Timmy. Just stand <laughs> there. Don't Keep your it. eyes open, okay? This is an Which eye test. I hurts more left or right. That's good. Times. I I was rocking the dual uh, hammer shots, and uh, I was I was running with two of them mostly for uh, looks because uh, my main weapon was a hyperfire, the new hyperfire. Um, that they released. That thing was nasty. This year, yeah, it <clears throat> fucking it just sprayed shit. It was crazy. The only problem is that if you don't, like, you have to be really, really careful loading your magazines because you, if you bump the darts out, because it's it's a like conveyor belt feed in the gun instead of the um, oh, okay a flywheel and a pusher. Yeah, instead of a pusher feed. And so, because of that, if the darts are not flat or angled down towards the front, uh, it won't grab on at the conveyor belt. And so, you'll get jams all day, which is a real pain in the dick hole. But if it doesn't jam, it just it'll go through like a 35 drum in about five seconds. It's ridiculous. Um and it's perfect. It, it is perfect for making zombies think twice because zombies think, oh, yeah, I can get in close to someone with a hammer shot because they're going to, you know, cock again if they miss. If they see five bullets piss out of the front of a fucking gun, no. Nah, they don't off. even have to hit. They just didn't need to see it happen. Hmm. Exactly. Um, so that, that that was cool. And that was my main weapon. So that was, that was in righty. And so I had my hammer shot as lefty. And uh, I had my hammer shot for show in my uh, right holster. Just because, you know, it felt cowboy style to have holsters at my hips. Um, but, yeah, I mostly mostly I was using the right hammer shot to hold darts. 
and then I switch <laughs> instead of reloading the left one, I just switch over and uh, yeah, move on with my life until I had to reload both of them. Um, but that worked out okay. Um, I did. I brought my CS18 Rapid Strike, but I checked it. I didn't even bring it out with me because I figured. What the fuck am I going to use that for? I could have probably slung them both over my shoulders and walked around like a fucking sexual Tyrannosaurus, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So. Look, I found having done two now, maybe your experience is different, but you do way less shooting than you think you're going to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Like, it's, um, it's really just like bullshit zombie land cardio. You don't shoot anywhere near as much as you think you should. At the same time, it's probably worth considering that you've... I think you've only ever rocked, um, like, semi-auto-type weapons um, for is- the two that you've been to, whereas, um, you know, anyone with a flywheel semi-auto or full-auto, like the Strive or the Rapid Strike or Hyperfire, any of those, um, the you know, you anticipate that you will fire more than you do, and yeah. you kind of don't either. I mean, my experience is different again because mine's semi-auto. Mm. So I, I can be very selective about it, but I think the people who are running around with like seven or seven or eight magazines, uh, they probably still don't use all of them, but they're anticipating that they might. Well, this yeah, is my pet peeve with Dead Town, and that's humans will run away from a single zombie for some fucking. <laughs> it's utterly bizarre. Like just it puzzles the hell out of me and i i didn't we didn't really notice it the, the first one we went to because it's like oh this is just how this is just how yeah, it works like, but then you realize running away from zombies it would be like oh there's a zombie on the other side of this huge paddock let's slowly walk away from it oh you mean like zombie yeah. job yeah. yeah yeah a bit like yeah. that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah like you'd have two or three zombies and a dozen survivors all with guns and they would run away yep yeah, and I, I don't get why people don't in those situations. Yeah, don't understand don't. it. Or like, just take the front foot when you you know the odds are very very clearly in your favor. Like yeah. you cannot you cannot muck it up. Um, even if your dart jams, uh, your your blaster jams, I just if you're worried about that, just hold just a stock in your other count. hand. I don't know. It's like it's yeah. just not. It's not as scary as people think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really not. Like, it's not it's not scary until it actually gets properly scary. Like the way I died, uh, we just jump all the way to that part because a lot of the game, right? They they didn't have signed factions at the start, which I still think was. I mean, it was a cool idea, but it wasn't executed well. Yeah, it took uh, like way too long. Is it yeah. just kind of Zed Town? Yeah, a little bit. It, uh, yeah. Well, actually, before we jump to the end, like, sure. can we just talk about the quest system for a bit? Yep. There, there wasn't. <laughs> Which one? I was going to say, what? You... Yeah, like, they kind of say that there are quests, and they're like, faction leaders handing things out, but, and this is just, like, from a game design perspective, they don't incentivize completing them at all in any way. No. And not knowing uh, whether there is any incentive is yeah. disincentivizing. So it's like, you're never told, if you do this, you will get this. It's always like, come do this, and you might get something. It's like, that. I think I might stay here. Not not that we did, but, you know, it, like, why, what am I, what's at stake here? That's the question you always end up asking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think I said this after the last one, too. If they, 
either had someone on the organizer team or just spoke to someone who runs like either LARPs or Freeforms or something to kind of work out better ways to encourage players to get into it and actually do things. Because for the first few hours, you're better off just not going anywhere or doing anything. Which yep. seems silly. Yeah. See, uh, look, because I, I think I think they do have experience running large-scale RP-type shit, because I believe that they do, like, a mega game um, okay, called... Yep. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, like, uh, something in the sky. Um, so they, they do have... But that, I think, has, like, a max of, like, 80 players, and I think yep. they aren't able to scale. They've got no scale in them, but they keep... Every single Z town is the biggest Z town ever, and so they are outscaling their own ability to incentivize players to actually do shit in their game. So they've got more people than ever before, and fewer reasons for them to be there, which is, it in my opinion, seems, bananas. It you know, seemed like they were discouraging anything emergent as well. So I remember one bit when <laughs> I think the main quest we had was join your faction and then your faction wants to get your guys, your candidate elected the sheriff of the town kind of thing. Yeah. And there were three different factions. Never found out why, by the way. No. It had no impact on anything in the end. Yeah. But um, what we wound up doing as the, I guess, bad guy outlaw faction was to try to fence off where people went to vote. So if they weren't (laughs) in our faction, we wouldn't let them in to vote. Because we thought, oh yeah, this is a very in-character bad guy thing. But after one big firefight with other players, not zombies, with another um, pack of humans, or I think the blue faction, we were the red, um, one of the organizers was like, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, why can't we do that? Yeah. Like, we didn't break any of the rules. I, I mean, granted, it was a bit dickish, but we were the bad guy faction. That was like our welcome message. It was like, go be bad. Okay. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They they said, yeah, we're, we're the outlaws. Go and, go and do stuff. Do outlaw things. And we're like, fuck yeah, we got this. Uh, it was <laughs> our group's idea, by the way. I just wanted it on the record. It was our group's yep. idea to fuck this shit up, to rock yeah. the votes, so to speak. Um, I mean, we still won the vote. By a lot. <laughs> by a long shot and in no small part because i went when we went back to our faction base uh i was stealing pocketfuls of voting <laughs> shit. so uh, <laughs> uh, so you know we were still we were still silly character uh, we rocking the shit out of that vote we yeah we were still bad guys yeah but uh yeah no they i couldn't understand because the entire point of the factions is to have conflicts between factions but in the like because factions weren't chosen early on and you weren't like in previous games when they're like oh yeah uh damascus stands chaos rules or whatever the fuck our uh, faction was in the third game i think it was mm-hmm. um or last game with you guys at uh macquarie we were red faction right Again. yeah we've always been red uh, faction yeah i think um, so there's that, you know, in that case, um, yeah, you've got your, you go away, you join, you're in your faction and you go find out whatever shit you're supposed to be doing. And it's still not great, but at least you are a part of that faction from the get go. You know where you stand immediately. You know, everyone else is evil or whatever. Um, 
they're against you. If they're not with us, they're against us. Uh, and because of that... Like, yeah, even walking around, just before when you knew people were in the other faction, it was still quite tense, because you didn't want exactly. to go to the other faction in case they got you. Exactly. Guns went up, like, guns were pointed, standoffs occurred, shit like that. In this one, like, half the time you didn't even know if someone was in a faction, because people showed up with blue face paint already, and they weren't actually in the blue faction, because that's how blue faction decided to fucking indicate shit. Um, Yeah, like, drawing an M on, no, it doesn't work. That shit doesn't work. They have to clearly define what teams people are on if they want actual conflict to occur because otherwise it was just a lot of it was just yeah fuck it uh go on like i was deliberately deliberately starting shit with blue just for the fuck of it Mm. basically because they didn't seem to care they they'd walk straight up to me and i have my gun up they're like oh no i'm not on oz and i'm like yeah but you're in blue faction what are you doing yeah like, no. I, I think at one point, like, people just walk into our base. It's, what, yeah. what the hell is that? Right? That's bananas. It shouldn't It shouldn't go down like that. But but because they failed to, like, properly define people's roles, that's exactly what was going to happen. So I think that's, that's a problem with the do-it-on-the-day sort of hmm. scenario. That and the fact that you spend 30 minutes... In a line. ...of an already <laughs> shortened game in yeah. line to join a fucking faction when you could have just joined online before the game. Yeah, that's that's the big one for me. It's like, anything that involves a queue, uh, it seems like that's the kind of thing that needs to be addressed. If you can eliminate the queues, and every queue that you can replace with a button in the app is a good yeah. move. Yeah. But, Fuck yes. Yeah. But like, Absolutely. also, we, we, we lined up, we did all that, and then we were asking them, like, can we do missions? Like, how do we get missions? And they weren't giving any. So yeah. we didn't have anything to do. Um, one of our friends, just one of our squad mates, went on a mission and then got back and didn't get any kind of credit for it. Like, it, it was meant to be getting coins or something for it, and I just didn't get any coins or anything. And it was like, oh, well, why would you even do that? Why would you do it? Yeah. Whereas, like, the last the number one, we one did thing they had to do, right? We were doing stuff and, like, getting things for it and, like, going out and finding certain images on, on the wall and, like, putting them together. It was, like, yeah. this whole puzzle element. That was, like, completely non-existent this time well as far as we know because we tried to do stuff and and they just didn't do anything with us so just kind of standing around and every once in a while they'd be like we're going on a fuel run but we weren't told what the fuel was for like none of that stuff it was super weird yeah i feel uh, like i feel like if you if you played it on the day if we in terms of emergent gameplay if all we did was Hold that, hold that voting booth. Take over it. If voting's not going to matter in any case, then we just hold up there. That's our win. Like yep. people, the people on our team, on our faction, meet up there. That's our spot now, and we just ride the game out like that. That actually would have that would have been more fun to play. Yeah, I I kind of feel like it's just a really simple issue where at the very start of the game you don't have any objectives. You don't know what you should be doing. Yeah, And it could even be as simple as having kind of... Like, they have a map, but what gets me is it's just a map of the campus. There's no point of interest on your map. Yeah, And even if you had, like, three or four just one-word things, like fuel depot or bar or graveyard, just something that makes someone go, let's just go check that thing out. Yeah. And it could be as simple as that, but you don't even need quests if that's the case. You just need things to go and do. 
Because yeah. if you think think yeah, about a game like DayZ, right? Like the in DayZ, there aren't there's no like locations specific to uh to like it's all a learned experience. You know to go to Starry Sobor because you know that there at least in the mod were tents there. You know to go to the yep. Northwest Airfield because there's going to be some shit going down up there. You go to different places because. After enough time, you learn the places that people like congregate and why they congregate there, whether it's loot or just experience or whatever. And that's how the game creates that sense of uh, tension and enjoyment. Like the the whole concept of DayZ revolves around that social interaction with other players. They can't do that in Zed Town because you don't have fucking 100 hours, right? You've got seven not even seven. You got five hours to and put you together. Yeah, this and and you can't experiment. You can't afford to experiment if you want to. I guess win for lack of a exactly. Better. You don't get that opportunity to experiment. You don't like the first time I played Daisy. It was pitch black, and I lit a fucking flare, and I got eaten immediately because <laughs> zombies saw the fucking flare. Obviously, yeah. um, I knew not to do that next time. It was still pitch black, and I worked out as best I could. But in this, there's no fucking way. You don't fucking take any chances at all. You yeah. need, instead, they need to give you that leg up. They need to give you the opportunity to have, like, shortcut to that degree of knowledge in the game world, as opposed to, like, they they don't want to give you, well, fuck, you're already rocking up fully geared, right? It's not like you're going out for loot. Yeah, they need to give you reasons to interact with others. And the best interactions I've had in Z-Town have always been informed by, like, Daisy-type shit. Like, when uh, we we were at the Homebush one, and uh, we straight up robbed some Yellow Faction dudes. We just robbed them of their shit. They got a reward from some NPCs. And uh, we told them, if, like, the rules are if you get shot you have to drop your uh your in-game items on the ground and we told them we'll let you keep some of your items uh but drop the rest give us the rest or we're gonna shoot you and you lose it all and yeah that's like that's that's the most daisy that's the best fucking emergent sort of social interaction shit that i've had or in the very first one i did when uh when there were no factions at all and uh, anyone at all could be an OZ. And so for the first four hours, people just stood with their guns up at everyone <laughs> all the time. Like everyone had a gun up the whole fucking time. And then once OZs were revealed, people started to like get together and like apologize and like bond over this experience of mass distrust, which was fantastic. Like, those that's the that's the game at its best but they're trying to instead force players into a gameplay loop that i just don't think that they're capable of scaling towards which i, I, I said before yeah. i guess i think uh you know another really good game um as a point of comparison is this war of mine where you know it's always this risk and reward thing where you don't want to do the thing but you have to because if you if you don't try you know, to loot this building or, or kill this person, you lose anyway. So it's like, it, it rather than encourage um, playing it safe, you have to stick your neck out because if you don't, the, the outcome is as bad as if you did nothing. Yeah. Like, 
kind of feel like they should do it. Um, I guess the example I'm going to go with here is kind of back in the like vanilla World of Warcraft days when you had big scale progress trackers to unlock stuff, and it was server wide, everyone contributing a little bit, and at least something like that incentivizes players to go and do things because they can actually see the effect they're having on the game state. Yeah, and it could be as simple as go and get fuel and bring it back to your base. And if you don't do that, I don't care if you make it to the end, you're not going to win. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why don't, like, Why is it the train runs no matter what? Why don't you have to, to get on the train, bring some fuel, and if the train doesn't get 10 fuel, then it doesn't run? Or something like yeah. that. Right? Well, they like, had train tickets. I know, but train tickets, they were fucking giving them away at the end. They they were just, yeah, they were giving them away. That's because right? there was so, no way to actually reliably earn one, which is a yeah. issue. Which gave away while they were selling the them three and, gold coins. Yeah. And they realized yeah, but, that nobody had them. So they're like, well, fuck it, we'll give them away. But that is on them. It should never have gotten to that point, right? Yeah, it should have gotten, gotten to the point where I gave away Muesli Bar that I very much would have enjoyed. <laughs> For a coin, I still have the coin. I still have the coin, but I can't eat it. So, you know, <laughs> more, the, more the fool me. Life is suffering. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but like it could have just been little stuff. Like, why couldn't there be a bank heist to get those coins just on the map? Yeah. Yeah. Or why couldn't you... Like, we had the oil company there, but why didn't they need to supply fuel to the train? Or, like, protect a convoy? Just little things that could have happened that didn't. It just feels like there were so many missed opportunities and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Have one faction guarding the fuel run. Have another faction deliberately trying to steal the fuel run. Like, that is instant conflict. And that is... Yeah, and someone's going to win. So, like, yeah, it's going to happen gonna anyway. And <laughs> there were three factions, right? And I got the conflict between the outlaw faction and, like, the oil company. But what was the third faction's deal? Is this the church, right? mean that Were they the church? Yeah, yeah they were like... They were, I don't know what they had to do with anything. Don't know. Never worked. No, they, they, were, they were just the loons, but, you know, people who joined that faction weren't in character so you couldn't tell right. i think that's that's a big part of it right it's like you join a faction that has a certain set of motivations they don't but the assumption is they do and that's not expressed in any way within the game other than the one <clears throat> character that exists as like the faction leader or whatever yeah right yeah, yeah. I, I feel i feel like one one really simple mechanic that would make this interesting which is exactly what we've been talking about like you know capturing fuel and defending is just turn, you know like put in a very simple element of like a capture the flag kind of thing it's like you hold this point you get a thing that matters in the long run yeah Done. yeah even some king of the hill style stuff would have human versus human conflict yeah um, that's what they need to i think that's especially during the opening hours they need to emphasize heavily human versus human conflicts because that and is that what makes distracts it way, you. Way easier for the early zombies as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's what distracts you from the task at hand, which is not getting fucking eaten. And yeah, yeah, that's that's something I think that they really need to work on. And I think that dynamic join a fucking faction on the day shit is definitely not the way to go. It's at least not with the infrastructure that they've got together. I don't understand how 
50, 50 bucks a ticket, a thousand people there. So fifty thousand uh, dollars. How they aren't on AWS with scaling fucking uh, server infrastructure yet? I, I don't know. But every fucking game, the servers go down for some period of time, and it fucks shit up properly. And it shouldn't be happening anymore at this point, in my opinion. Yeah, like we were joking about it before we even got there. Um, being like, hey, what time are we gonna get there? And I said, well, the game's not gonna start till three o'clock, so yeah. we can get there. At, <laughs> we can get there as late as possible. On. Yeah, and it was like, pretty much exactly. It was on. supposed to start at two, and we, yeah. before we even got there, we knew it was gonna not be on time because it usually isn't. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And- and I, I also don't know if they have decent solutions available to them uh, to solve problems that they come across. Like uh, with an hour to go, only half the people playing had been turned into zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the solution was to then start making shitloads of invincible zombies. But their way of doing invincible zombies still is still bullshit because they need to fucking clearly show sorry clearly show when someone is a fucking invincible because dying to some a, a zombie that tags you and then goes yeah oh no i'm invincible is bullshit yeah. nobody like that, wants that to happen that should never fucking happen the invincible zombies the witches had like huge speakers and big floodlight setups they were obviously serious zombies you know yep, yep. Like, yeah. I don't think I actually saw one of the Invincible ones. It was just someone that they made Invincible. I, I didn't exactly. see any at, at all during the whole uh, the whole thing. I know you made it all the way to the end. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I didn't see a, I didn't see any witch. Well, yeah, I didn't see a witch I, at all. I heard one in the distance with Luke uh, when we were stuck for a while. Um, yeah. yeah. I never saw it, which is kind of cool too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's um, the thing, right? Is that sometimes people... Uh, cheat as well, and they'll pretend they're a witch. Um, it's hard to tell without actually seeing them. Sometimes you'll hear a scream or something, but it could be anybody. I, I don't think I, I don't call that cheating. It is meta gaming, but I, I don't think it's desperately dirty. To be honest, I think it's funny. Like if if they haven't actually broken a rule with it, I think I'm fine with it. But like at the end of the day, right? Most of the motherfuckers, yeah, most of the motherfuckers playing are going to run from two or three zombies whether they're fucking in, like an invincible witch or not so like a scream at least at least then you're running as well at the same time as your entire fuckhead team <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep uh, can I talk about how I died yet sure yeah yeah let's go to that now yeah so so it like it's uh it's dusk uh it's it's getting seen I am, I am. Uh, it's getting to the later stages of this game. Uh, there still aren't that many zombies altogether, but being that there's a thousand people, uh, percentage-wise, there's not a lot of zombies. That me- that doesn't mean there's not a lot of people who are zombies. So about 350 people were zombies when I got turned. Mm. Uh, we were all together. Sorry, no. Uh, Luke won me... Nate and Katie were together. We've been split up from Dave, Luke, and Jenny fuck. and Dan. Yeah, and David Hollingworth was there, but he was off doing his own shit because he joined the wrong fucking faction. So, um, 
so we'd, we'd been split up from you guys and we were sort of near the Wombat pub. So there was a pub. This is where the voting went down. This is where we locked off the other factions. It was good. Uh, that was my favorite thing about this said town was stopping the votes. It was, I still think it's funny. Stop the votes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. We're rolling around there trying to make our way down to, we were trying to make our way down to the Oval because I'd heard you guys, you and, uh, sorry, Luke A and Dave talking about that as a likely location for evacuation. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it was some, it was a big Oval and yeah. it was sort of on the other side of the fucking map. Yeah, like way us. on the other side of our base, nowhere near, yeah. like yeah. the other side, yeah. So we were trying to make our way there and while we were making our way, We'd sort of gotten corralled back to Wombat again, just by groups of zombies that we didn't feel like we could reliably take on with our numbers. Like, uh, I think I talked about it with you guys, but my theory is we can take on two zombies for every one of us, and I'm not confident in any more than that. And uh, Luke A, you were saying, like, less. Like, <laughs> what was yours? Uh, like, well, wasn't think- your number, like maybe six to five or something like your ratio was extremely pessimistic oh no it was it was very conservative man it was <laughs> it was something like i think there were 10 of us at the time and i said we could do 15 but not more than that yeah you know it's also like that as a mechanic also scales like the more people you have in a group the the less you need to do individually because once you like once you stun a zombie they're they're done for three seconds so you know that that threat is 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 done as soon as they tag someone. You just you just hit them. That's, that's it. If you're looking at a pack of zombies bigger than like twenty people, at least one of you is dying. Yeah. I don't yeah. Care. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And the reason the reason for this the like Luke's conservative numbers and my own revised numbers because we used to run with a four to one scale actually, but. Uh, the larger the group, the more overlap there is as people shoot the same zombie, which means that you don't actually get as many darts on as many zombies as you'd expect. Uh, yeah, so right. the larger the group, I reckon about 30, 30 people, like 30 humans, you can't take on. I feel like this is the zombies. kind of thing. I mean, one of the things that, things that have that sort of feels apparent after after going twice is that um, if a Military discipline as an idea and as some, as an exercise would actually work. I mean, there's a whole point. There's a whole point. It, it works. Um, mm. If you, you know, if you, if you were the, if you were the kind of, you know, four person squad who has a leader, that's what they're doing. One person's directing, everyone else is following. It's not about discussion. Um, and if you, you know, if you're if you're in the open, everyone sort of takes a quarter, right? Like they take ninety degrees, yeah. and that's yeah. the kind of thing that addresses that. But you know, you don't really have that within this game because people are just having a good time, and you know, you don't want to take it that seriously because then you become a bit of a douche. But it's the <laughs> kind of thing; it's the kind of thing that would work. That's exactly what you would need. Yep. You know, if yeah. I, like you have four or five four-person squads that all sort of operate that way. You a, a good chunk of them would survive. But, yeah, and and I think it's something that I've noticed because I don't know if you guys noticed, but the Russians. Uh, were there? I don't know if you guys. Yes, I saw the Russian. I heard one Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, so they're not actually Russian people. They just put on a Russian accent and go full Milsim, 
Uh, they take that shit very fucking seriously. They were there at the first Zed Town that I went to, um, and they basically uh, kept everyone alive for a lot longer than anyone should have lived. Uh, but, yeah, they take that shit super seriously, and they show up to every single one. And I think they sort of exemplify that uh, philosophy of yours, Dave, that, yeah, a group of five people taking that shit seriously – sticking to their fucking quarters uh yeah they can go really far yeah i find, I they, find- they were still alive they were still alive and uh i ran up on on them uh in a large horde and uh managed to get one of them uh but at the same time as another zombie so they got the tags um i was talking to them afterwards that that they all went down to i would say probably 20 zombies um they shouldn't have like we would not have stayed with their numbers we would not have stayed to try to fight 20 zombies uh but they just locked down they came pretty close to killing everyone but uh all the zombies the reason they were so fucked is that they were literally around the corner from a fucking zombie spawn i'm like you guys know that the second zombie spawn is just around that corner right and they're like oh really oh that explains why this has been such a fucked afternoon fast. <laughs> uh, you know, you they like, I'm like, the guys, you, you shouldn't have lasted as long as you have. What the fuck? Yep. It's bananas. Um, but anyway, so um, that's after I got turned into a zombie. We're, I'm st- back to still a human. Hmm. We're moving from point to point. And as we're moving, we're actually picking up survivors who have sort of strayed in that direction and then they realize they're zombies and they're not paralyzed, just not sure what they should do next. And so they sort of attach to our group. Yeah. And we've slowly built up this group of survivors. We run through the wombat bar. We're at about 20 people uh, at this point. Go to the wombat bar and uh, there's like four entrances to the wombat bar and three of them had zombies at them. And it was, like, not small numbers either. Like, 30 to 40 fucking zombies around each corner. And it was the sort of shit where you, like... At one point, we were going to go down one way, but we were just waiting for the zombies to walk yeah. to, to New Hon. And uh, then they looked down in our direction, and there were actually fucking heaps. There were, like, maybe... 50 down this one fucking pathway and uh we realized our mistake so we fucking booked it back the other way uh because we were outnumbered like we were heavily outnumbered but we get back uh to the stairs that go there was this stairs choke point that was popular amongst the red faction for holding off um the blues when the blues were coming in to arrest our faction leader um so we're at these stairs we decided we declared it a choke point and everyone seems to be pretty cool with that idea and uh so there's yeah i'd say 30 30 ish 35 ish people with us now uh humans with us uh and we're, we're moving as a group um we get to the top of stairs and i spray down the stairs to send some like a handful of zombies back a couple of steps to make sure they don't come too close to the stairs uh and from around the side of the stairs, like up already at the top of the stairs, around the side. Uh, so basically, if I'm facing the stairs to my 
rights is the majority of the people, uh, the humans, uh, to my front, the stairs, I think four zombies and more coming eventually. And to my left, uh, this single runner zombie, uh, one of the guys who wears like running shorts and no shirt, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like fuck all shirt and stuff like that. Uh, one of the runner zombies comes sprinting around the corner, and like I turn and I ping like three darts his way. I know I'm low uh, on my fucking magazine, and I know I w- he won't let me reload if it comes down to that. But I know I've got about 10 left in my uh, 35 round drum. So I'm pretty sure I'm okay. But I spray five at him uh, and he realizes he can't get in close to me. And uh, down the stairs, they're not coming either. And he smiles. We're looking at each other. It's It's a proper standoff. The people down the stairs can't come up. He's not coming any closer. And then he looks at me and he smiles. And then he looks over my left shoulder. And... Oh, you did, Joby. You didn't. I did. I swung around and there was a fucking zombie. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say there was nothing there and you just turned and around. He and he faked you out, out. yeah. <laughs> so, to explain this again, I am... So, the stairs... Stairs at point A. He is at point B. All of the humans are at point C. If I'm facing point B and... He is at, uh, and all of the humans are at point C. This zombie comes from point C. And she tags me. I turn around, I swing. I know, I, I, I can hear the, the running footsteps. So I know I'm in trouble. I hit the fucking engage on my, uh, on my gun. I should have had a word up already, but it didn't matter. Cause when I fired on her, the fucking gun jammed, uh, which is exactly how you're supposed to die in a zombie uh, situation, I think. Um, but what really got me about it, it wasn't the fact that suddenly, despite having 30 people with me, I was now fucking alone. Yep. Because one runner zombie had come around a fucking corner. A single guy had come around a corner that was pretty aggravating. But what really pissed me off was that nobody checked the fucking corner she was hiding behind. So 30 people walked past her <laughs> and let her Just kill me. Her to get you. Sounds about Jesus. right. Yep. Unbelievable. Luke, <laughs> you yeah. want to explain yourself? Yeah. Go. So we were... Um, <clears throat> so as we're making our way back from, like, the Wombat Bar... We kind of, there's that giant, like, square area where there's, like, grass in the middle and it's kind of, like, elevated um, on the top part. And we decide we're going to go down this, like, hallway. And we get to this end of this hallway and there are just fucking zombies, like, running past us every, like, couple of seconds. So, um, we're, we're pretty much stuck, like, in this hallway surrounded by zombies. So... I'm like, fuck it, let's go back. We'll go back up the stairs, back towards our home base. Uh, and I start, like, leading people because nobody can make a fucking decision. Um, we get back up to the top of these stairs. So this is where Job was. And on my right, as I get up, there is probably, like, I don't know, 15 zombies, maybe 20 zombies on the right-hand side that are running around chasing people. Um, and then on our left, there's, 
I don't know, maybe five or six zombies that we can see. So, like, me, Nate, and, like, two or three other guys start pushing towards that way because there's no way we're going right. There's way too many people. And it's less it's less open as well. Um, the way on the left is, like, completely an open area, and it's more towards our, our base. And there was a lot of people on the other side as well. So, it meant that we weren't really surrounded at that stage. So, um, we start, like, pushing forward, and then... The dude with us with us, like, let's just fucking chase him down. So we start chasing these, like, five or six zombies. Um, I know I killed, like, two of them. I'm not sure how many um, Nate got. But, yeah, so we just started basically chasing these guys and making a path. But, yeah, I don't know where everyone else went. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Obviously You couldn't, like, bring me along or anything? This is why, right, from now on, when I play this game, uh, when I play this game, I am going to, like, I am going to be in the fucking middle. I'm going to be in the fucking middle. I'm not going to be on the fuck. I'm not going to be on points. I'm not going to be at the fucking rear, okay? I'm going to be in the middle, and everyone's going to fucking protect me from now on, because Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, that's where I was. I was on point. I, like, I was, it was me and one other dude was, like, right at the front. And that's when we started being like, well, we have to push. Otherwise, we're going to get surrounded by all three sides and then we're fucked. Because we were running from guys on the, coming up the stairs. And then on the other side, on our right, there was people. So, we needed to keep pushing. And that was the only thing we could really do. Otherwise, we'd just get surrounded. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I decided, well, we decided to start chasing and just shooting people. Or zombies. I feel like the 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 best solution to this is, you know, it's the kind of thing you need to discuss beforehand. But person who's taking point becomes the leader. Like they make the calls and they do. Like if they say we're going this way, you go that way. Um, and yeah, that's that's how you prevent people from being left behind. It's like stay on, stay on their ass, and just do what they say. It's not fun. It's not fun because we're all mates, but it actually does increase your chances of survival. Yeah. And yet. Oh, wait. No, no. I, I get it, actually. This is you setting up Luke <laughs> A uh, to have no excuse for dying while under your tenure. Isn't it, Dave? He, That's what you're. He, he, he really, he really didn't have an excuse. Here we go. Excuse. It's a reason. Is what three, it is. Three of us, three of us made it out. We said we're going that way. We agreed, like a good hundred meters before we even got to that point. And uh, I actually don't uh, know what happened. I, I don't know what happened. I, I like, I didn't even ask you um, properly. I was in the rear, and when you fuckers sprinted off, and I was on the other side of a staircase, three zombies cut me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh... yeah. But <laughs> I don't, you know, I like don't... if if someone calls out, maybe there's four of us. We shoot the three zombies, and you call out, "Run!" Just saying, just saying. Maybe we could have shot the zombies. Ah, <laughs> uh, you took one for the team. <laughs> no, I didn't, because you died ten minutes later. Well, yeah, but you know, in one of the most thrilling moments of uh, my career at Zed Town, and for everyone else, it was sick. You would have loved it. But yeah, actually, I'm sure. I'm actually, sure. no. It was it was it was that it was that at that point when you when you got tagged because that that was the awesome bit. So what? Tell us what happened. So we were um, we ended up way on the edge of the map, sort of stuck in um, 
like at, at a set of stairs leading out of the uni and it sort of winds its way back down um, into the, the center of it and it's it is zombie city there. So we can't go that way. Um, no zombies are heading towards us. So we're, we, we're, we've been kind of safe for a little while. Um, but the only the only real option for us um, in terms of direction would be to head towards the oval. So like just sort of punch through along the skirt of the um, of the edge of the map. And we were we were with about uh, I want to say say maybe half dozen to to ten people um, that we just kind of oh no a bit more than that a, a, about a good ten people. Um, and we're just kind of stuck there. We try going through. There are a bunch of zombies there that won't let us pass. They're like, oh, you're out of bounds, blah, blah, blah. Get into an argue- argument about it. Like, fuck that. We'll just go back. Um, so we're stuck. I-, I feel like we're stuck there for a good 20 minutes. Eventually, while we're still at, at the staircase, um, we managed to – well, I mean, I f- feel like what I ended up saying was, look, we got to go that way. But I'm not going there until everyone commits to, like, just – pushing in that direction right like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna walk that distance to get to that set of stairs that'll get us to the oval if we're just gonna turn back i got better things to do with my time like not walking um (laughs) and so it seemed like people agreed and so so we all kind of headed down that way and i'm on point and and um you know we we get kind of pushed into this other area where they're like oh you're out of bounds so we go to this other set of stairs close to the one that gets to the oval and one guy immediately goes after me as soon as we like go back into what they consider the playing field um dan the squad mate saves me my my um this is when my strife jams um zombie gets to about a meter and a half of me and i see a dart hit him in the chest with dan next to me i'm like that's pretty sick um but then we're at that point and we're like okay no one's at the stairs at the moment. We push up. I I noticed that on the main walkway of the campus that there's just a big a big group of humans that are being sort of hassled by by zombies. And noticing that they were distracted and the way for us to head towards the oval was very sparsely populated. Um, you know, there might have been like three or four on the outskirts of the of the horde. And so, you know, I figured the chances are pretty good. Like this is this is this is our best chance. We we just go really quickly before they can alert more people. And so I do that. And I'm like, we're going. We're going right now. Um, I didn't look back. Luke, uh, um, Jenny, Dan, and I, we, like, we hoof it down. And we're, like, ru- running and shooting, like, strafing as we're going. We're being strafed by these zombies. One gets near me. I tag him. And the three of us sort of make it at that point, and um, and then I notice Luke's not there. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it was a few minutes after that because then we turned the corner. We're like, "Fuck yeah, we made it through." That was that was a fucking awesome engagement. Uh, you know, we just like ran around a horde and tagged a bunch of a bunch of zombies that were just sort of on the periphery, and then we run into um, the Red Berets, that big sydney uh nerf community and they've got a bunch of survivors and i see hollingworth there like hey hey david um uh, it's good to see you uh still alive and then i noticed luke's not there so Hmm. that i think that's yeah that's when i radioed in uh luke you still around oh no got tagged all right oh rip 
rip you. <laughs> Over. <laughs> yep. Should have uh, should have run faster. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh my lord! Don't and then I got ta- and then I got tagged like ten minutes later because people didn't I have my back. Instant so. armor is the phrase. <laughs> I when when I got tagged, I heard uh, guys and a, a, a tap on the back. Like what? If you could see the guy. Did you not try and anyway, just some rando who felt like I wasn't worth I wasn't worth a dart. Oh <laughs> wow. Yeah. Two of them. Two of them were like a meter or two away from me and they watched me get tagged. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that does well, sound like, like they're, 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 you know, yeah, like Ugh. I I just sort of, you know, do the shoulders like what the <laughs> fuck, guys? <laughs> yeah. Gold. Um, so wh- how would you guys rate this, this said town? I oh, think... What kind of know. scale do we use here? Uh, a one to A. Yeah, one, one to A. a. Okay. <laughs> Oof. I will give it an epsilon. Um, no, I think... <laughs> like, I'll, I'll definitely say it was better than last time, yep. but it wasn't, it wasn't huge, and I'm pretty stingy with my ratings. I would give it a six out of ten, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like given the way we've spoken about it, that's that's pretty good. I think when it comes down to it, um, yes, there are all these sort of gameplay um, problems and issues that need that need addressing if you want a sort of like an engaging experience that runs the duration of the game. But even without that, you still have fun, and I mm. think that's kind of that redemptive thing about it. It's like you know, it'd be it'd be awesome if they did these things, but. While we oh, yeah, wait like, for that, to, while we wait for that to happen, uh, we still get to run around and dress up and shoot shit. So that yeah, as much as I just spent an hour complaining about it, I'm totally going to the next one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's still a shitload of fun. We get to like we end up with these stories about how each of us. Well, not 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 wait. Which Luke's which Luke's uh, the one that seems to survive. One. Oh, one. Yeah, like, Luke one uh, doesn't have these stories because he's fucking untouchable, but yep. we all have these cool war stories and, um, and, yeah, and tales about how we were abandoned by our mates. Yeah, that's true. Luke got on a train. I nearly tagged him. I nearly tagged you, motherfucker. I was so close. <laughs> I was so close. You couldn't. I was on the to, train. To be on the train, you had to stand between these two, um, like, granny carts, these two granny scooters. And uh, you had to stand between them. And Luke stepped forward in front of the scooter at one point because uh, the scooter just sort of stopped to discuss some shit. And Luke was sort of on autopilot stepping forward. And I was about half a half a step away from him. And uh, I stepped in. And I don't know if you caught yourself on purpose or you just stepped back to safety. But fuck. I, if I wasn't like afraid of slapping the shit out of you if i had just slapped the shit out of you you would have been fucking dead yeah no but they'd, uh, they'd already told us at that stage that we'd we'd made it out oh really yeah well i would have been fucking angrier than i was <laughs> when i found out that apparently there was some invincible why would why the fuck were we following the train then I don't what know. the fuck was, it was the point just of like that? an end game thing i think well nobody else that really knew stupid. so what happened was after Job got killed uh yes. nathan and i sorry after after you got me killed go on yeah after um job doesn't know how to follow everybody oh my uh, God. we went to towards look, look, look. i did see job just standing off by himself in the distance of- 
That's because nobody communicates with me. Like the fucking time when everyone went into the food court and I turn around, right? I'm like, I'll stay out there. I'll stay out here and, and uh, you guys come back out. And you're all like, yeah, yeah, we'll come back out. And then I fucking waited there for 10 minutes and nobody came back out. And I, I don't fucking, think I was there for that. Was I there for that? Yeah, you were there. Fucking. I was probably on point then. No, anyway, go on. Sorry. I wonder fucking, I have to wander all the way back to the base. And there you guys are sitting at the fucking base. Just sort of, yeah. Oh, look, here's Job. And you all made some joke about how I ran off when I told you what I was doing and you fucking left me. <laughs> Unbelievable. So what you're saying is we all need to have radios and earpieces always on so we can <laughs> nag the shit out of each other when one of us gets in, gets tagged like that's the rest of your game you don't get to take the earpiece out it's just someone <laughs> badgering you for the next three hours <laughs> that sounds like pretty good incentive to, to not leave anyone behind especially you job true <laughs> yeah. i would nag oh my god i did actually i got some good blue kills though when i was off by myself that was uh that was good nice yeah. but uh yeah Anyway, so Luke, uh, yeah, you yeah. ran to me, go on. So, uh, yeah, uh, myself, Katie, Nate, um, we got back down to this car park uh, and we were told we were pretty much surrounded. So we ended up going back up to um, like the top of this car park. There was this bit that kind of ramped off to the side and then uh, you turn left and there's like this weird art type exhibit thing that's off into this like corner, um, this grassy area. So we go like behind this, this area and we're kind of like hiding there. Must've been there for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden this dude walks past and like, he's a zombie and he walks past like the area that we're at and keeps walking and goes to the next bit, which is a dead end. It's completely like, there's nothing there. Um, and he disappears for like 20 seconds. He's like, not, coming back and we're like what the fuck is this dude what's he doing so nate and i both get up and we start walking over there because like we'll go kill him uh and then he slowly as we're working our way over he starts walking back across like really slowly looks at us and just keeps walking and nate kind of just raises his gun and just shoots him once and he's he's like you're dead (laughs) and the dude just keeps walking off again he's like what the (laughs) fuck is going on like a full like zombie drone he was in character perfectly um Anyway, so that dude disappears, and we're like, well, fuck, he's going to tell someone we were here. So we had to find somewhere else to hide, and our brilliant idea was to go hide where the, the zombie just went in that other corner. Um, so then we sat there for about half an hour um, with uh, with two other guys that were already hiding in that area. Um, it's just that that zombie actually didn't see him, which is or see those two other guys, which is good. So we sat there for maybe another 20 minutes, and then another zombie rocked up and we killed him and then we're like fuck now we ha- we actually have to leave now um because he'll bring someone else back so then we go back to the car park and as we're heading down to the car park we run into about 20 red berets which was super helpful um at that stage we're like well we need to do something so we start pushing towards uh back towards the wombat bar we get to the wombat bar and at this stage it's pretty close to the end of the game it's maybe 30 or 40 minutes left um and we get there and this um this guy that's there is is handing out train tickets so everybody's grabbing train tickets and all of a sudden this dude who's a zombie is in between the tr- the crowd like tagging people 
and nobody's noticing. Oh, amazing. It was so, he was kind of just like walking around tagging people and then all of a sudden, fuck, there's a zombie in here. Um, <laughs> he must have got about four or five people like in the span of just people like being distracted and taking train tickets. Um, anyway, so the guy's like, uh, eventually he dies and we say to the guy, like, where is the train station? Where, 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 should, where should we be going? Um, he says, it's somewhere south. We don't know how far south, but he says south. So, so we start heading down. There's probably 15, yeah, about 15 to 20 of us. We get to the stairs um, and there's like three sets of stairs. As we get to the stairs, we hear from behind us a bunch of zombies coming from pretty much all three directions. So we start... Um, basically having to push but also at the bottom of the stairs there's maybe like 20 other zombies there uh and on my left there's maybe i think there's one guy on my left two on my right so i start telling guys like push push your way down watch out i'm like pointing out these zombies Uh, i kill one of the guys on the left i kill one on the right the second dude gets away and he kind of there's like a second set of stairs that kind of loops up and around he runs off into that direction and i get to the first the bottom of the first set of stairs meanwhile like everybody's just starts legging it. Uh, I turn around. Nathan and Katie are just like strolling. <laughs> is probably the way I would put it. Like not even yeah. in a hurry. And I thought, shit, something's happened to them. Like they've he's one of them has either injured themselves or something. Because like, why are they just kind of standing there? That uh, turned out Katie got tagged, and Nathan was kind of just like, well, fuck it. Like who cares? Um, so he was maybe like two or three meters away from me. And at this stage, it was three or four zombies like right next to next to nathan so i thought fuck i'm out i'm just gonna keep running uh so i run down the next two set of stairs and during this stage like the people at the bottom are yelling out the train's here the train's here and i'm like trying to tell nate fucking run the train's here and he's like walking along oh fuck you i'm out so uh we get to the bottom of this train and um the guy's like you gotta protect the train you gotta protect the train so there's like 15 of us protecting the train and the train starts going along and we must have walked for about two or three minutes uh, while we're shooting zombies like we're getting attacked from everywhere uh the train eventually stops in this air this huge open area um and he's like all right we need to refuel now you have to protect the train and at this stage is like we're pretty much getting surrounded we're just chewing through bullets i'm like pretty much making sure that we're not all shooting at the same people we're all reloading carefully like you know making sure that people are reloading uh while you know people are also shooting we're not all doing the same sort of thing um kind of issuing commands next to the three or four people that are with me um a couple minutes goes goes by maybe two or three minutes uh at this stage i think i've killed about close to 20 zombies like i'm just reloading constantly and uh and then the train conductor goes all right hand me tickets We'll get on the train now and you guys are all safe. Uh, and that's when I think there was maybe eight of us at that stage on the train. Like, because people were getting tagged. Um, so they weren't surviving through this this protect- protection bit. Uh, and that's when I got on the train. And I think that's when Job showed up at some stage pretty close to that. Yep. Um, but yeah, the train kind of went off for another two or three f- minutes and we got to the Oval. And that's when they did the whole send off, um, which is pretty cool. They had smoke and shit. Well, they were still telling zombies that we could, we could still kill you. Like we'd have an opportunity to kill you. All. So yeah. Well, that's what I thought. This was a trap. Like I was like, well, we're fucked. This train is a trap. There's no way we're yeah. making it out. This is a stupid idea. 
Um, because at this stage, like, we are just, there's people everywhere trying to tag us. Uh, and I'm mm. not sure how we survived through that. But, yeah, eventually, like, when he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you guys are safe. You guys are safe. And we get to the Oval and there is just, like, hundreds of people standing there. And I'm like, we're fucked. Like, this is a trap. But then they reassured us. No, you know, you guys have actually finished. And that's when they took out um, our badges and they took the codes from them and put them into, I guess, their system or whatever they did. Um, so, yeah, that, that ending was kind of cool. But, yeah, I just had a lot of problems with the the other bits, like the not having anything else to do in between um, that had purpose. Like, like I, I managed to get out, but I didn't accomplish anything to do that. All I did was really protect a train for a little while. Um, yeah. Because we got to the point where you were supposed to trade in these coins for tickets, but that wasn't made clear at all. Um, so nobody had coins to trade in for tickets at the end. <laughs> Otherwise, nobody would have got out, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in terms of putting it onto like a scaling system, I I had fun as I've you know as we've said, but I don't think it was executed as well as the past games at all. I think they did much better previously in, in mm-hmm. the way things were handled um, in terms of handing out missions and kind of giving it you know a, a bit of incentive on what you're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, we had massive. Um, hordes of zombies and witches in, in the first game I went to and I just didn't see that at all here um, yep. and I don't know if that's because the area was too big or or there wasn't enough zombies I feel like it wasn't enough zombies because um, yep. yeah we were pretty much like 40 minutes out and there was like 400 people still left so yep. I'm not sure what happened yeah hmm Anyway, um, anything else to add to this? We've talked about it f- for a long time. <laughs> we have. We anything have, else? No? I think, I think that's pretty well covered, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, I also made it out while wearing the lighthouse. My, um... Ah, yes. <laughs> everybody else hung out. Shirt. Yeah, and I was like, well, how can I give myself more of a disadvantage because make things harder, more challenging. Um, cause Luke and I and Nathan managed to not die last time. So I wore my, um, my John Cena (laughs) jorts, but also my, uh, fluoro colored He-Man shirt. And (laughs) it seems to, uh, seems to have gotten away with it somehow. I don't know how a lot of people commenting saying they like my shirt. Um, so it obviously stood out. It just didn't get me killed. Word. I'm going to blame the hat. How about that? I mean, just to fit time with that theme, my amazing yep. hat that strange randos would compliment me on was what did me in. Uh, life is unfair. No, totally fair. Totally, totally fair. fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. What about Magic the Gathering Kaladesh? Ah, I want to hear, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear everyone else's thoughts. Yeah. So we, we played this uh, last night. Um, we did. This is like the the next, uh, I guess, story they're doing. Uh, last one was Innistrad, um, and that's pretty much been the one we've been playing for the last couple of months, um, which was this like really dark werewolves and vampires type theme. Whereas this is very brightly Old colored. Gods and shit. Sorry, old gods. And yeah, shit. this is brightly colored, and like there's this Renaissance fair happening. Um, it's got like this steampunky type vibe to it as well. Um, yeah, yeah, but 
I I didn't really run into too many new cards other than the vehicles, so I'm I'm not too sure like what what else it has to offer. Maybe other Luke has a better idea because he's a, a crazy magic person. It's fuck tons of artifacts, right? Yeah, um, this set is kind of built around kind of artifacts and invention. Um, they've introduced like a new secondary resource called energy. So some cards make energy, and you can pay to upgrade things. Um, they've got stuff like vehicles, which are artifacts that can turn into creatures if your other creatures drive them. Hmm. Uh, a whole lot of stuff like that, where it's playing around with the kind of um, tinkerers and inventors sort of thing. And like, it gives you a lot of opportunity to make like a colorless deck. I thought, which I don't uh, know if it if it's been done before in Magic, but it's certainly very different from how I've been taught to play Magic. Um, artifacts since, like, limited, since Magic first started, have always been colorless. Um, yeah. And Eldrazi, which were the big kind of tentacle monsters from the last set, yeah. um, the last few sets, actually, last half dozen sets, have all been colorless as well. Um, but this is kind of, all your artifacts will be colorless, but still fit into the kind of five color pie archetypes. Right. Um, and they'll have, like, abilities. Like, you can play them with any color, but certain abilities will only trigger if you have the right mana to activate them kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, didn't, notice, I didn't notice any cards like that. Like, I just got in my uh, in my pre-release, pre, pre-release pack, I just got so many fucking artifacts that I could have probably put together a uh, green and blank deck if I'd wanted. Like, I had so many fucking artifacts that were creatures, that were equipment, vehicles, and enough spells in green that, yeah, I probably could have done exactly that, which would have been, I suppose, a single color. But it would have been very heavily padded out by these other... um, these artifacts is colorless, which I just thought was... Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely the theme of the set, is having those kind of things. And it's really good in the kind of um, limited format where you just build a deck on the night that you can kind of plug those creatures in no matter what colors you're using. Yeah. So it gave you a fair bit of flexibility with some um, deck building. Yeah, that that was one of the things I noticed as well as a uh, as a set. It it does work quite well in limited because you know you might find that you're quite short in uh, enough colors um, to uh, enough cards in in two colors to be able to play play a reliable deck with only two so it's like this really good augment for that which yeah which works quite well yeah um, I, i'm curious to like what what sort of what sort of mechanics did you guys build into your decks because i ended up with a pretty cool one um maybe i'll just describe that one um i ended up with um other than a bunch of creatures that either had uh that either gained energy which i could then use to put plus one plus one counters on them oh mm-hmm. actually it's probably worth saying very quickly that it seemed like from the uh, the set is very uh counter and token heavy so those are the yep. things that you seem to be generating a lot as, as well as energy uh, more as a currency um so i had these two cards one was um called um durable handicraft where uh, it's a it's a it's a two cost so uh one forest and one whatever um uh, enchantment and whenever I, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under my control, I can pay one. And if I do, I get to put a one plus one plus one counter on that creature. 
and I had another another card called Animation Module, which is a one cost artifact where whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are placed on a permanent I control, I can pay one and create a one one colorless um, servo artifact. So I just had this I just had this little engine here where I'd play a creature, I'd be able to I'd be able to place a token on it, and then I'd be able to create another creature and place a token on that and just keep doing that. Right. So long so as I had like yeah. a fucking perpetual motion machine, motherfucker. And it worked as long as I had mana. And yeah, like that was that was that was how my deck worked out. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. It wasn't. And then like, someone drops like a give all tokens minus one, minus one. <laughs> sure. And but then most of them are most oh, of them they're are all plus at, one anyway, right? Most of them already yeah, most of them are two twos. So ridiculous. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very different to the only other block that I'm familiar with, which is the last one. Um so yeah, that that very sort of that contrast in mechanics that they've built into the set is it's it's different you know it's like it, it feels like a, a a varied or different game yeah cool what about you luke a uh, do so, you put together anything weird um i wound up cracking in the first booster i opened one of the mythic rare planeswalkers like one of the rarer planeswalkers in the set oh yeah um, and he was blue white so i was like okay i guess i'm playing blue white then Sure. Um, and I had something quite similar to Dave, just churn out tokens, buff all your tokens, and then swing away kind of thing. Cool. Um, I found that, I don't know if it was just the pool that I got, but it feels a lot slower than the past couple of sets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you yeah, have okay. aggro decks in Innistrad and Eldritch that were deciding games by, like, turn five or six. But I haven't seen yeah. any close to that fast in this set yet. Um, yeah. Which is good, because it's kind of changing up the pace of the game, and there's like a lot of fun mechanics in there. Um, it feels like the kind of set that leans more towards constructed, so like building your deck and then bringing it somewhere, rather than limited, which is making do with what you get on the night. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, would you yeah. guys wind up playing? Luke? Um, I ended up with a, a black and white deck, um, and it was mainly built around uh, a, a lot of flying. Uh, I would say like 60% of my deck was flying. And then um, also ones in there where it would like, uh, I think similar to what Dave was talking about, where you like put a card down and then once you did something like you could put, um, you could summon stuff or kind of like buff your guy up as well. Uh, you kind of just choose one or the other. And then also uh, stuff in there that had, like, uh, artifacts with lifelinks and creating um, a lot of things around artifacts, it seemed like. So I managed to win two games, and then um, the third game I played against Job um, was quite close. I think two health points, maybe, two or three health points was in it. Um, but he beat me on that one. So it seemed like a pretty good deck. Emma was saying that it was it was pretty good, so I, I don't know. I'm not an expert at it. I just kind of have fun and play it but yeah it seemed seemed like it was pretty cool um what yeah, you have job that uh that game was uh it, i was on one health uh fyi and i wouldn't have been on one health if you hadn't played an artifact uh to try to fuck me for the last time yeah <laughs> uh but i played a card that killed an artifact and gave me two health for it 
and that literally let me live on one health and then I murdered you. Yeah. Um, which was good. I felt good about that. That was uh, handy dandy. I, it was good to have that, that card because that's sort of why that like I recognized there were a lot of artifacts. So that's why I put the card in my fucking hand. Uh, and it was good to have that in, uh, sorry, in my deck and it was good to have it in my hand at that exact moment and to have the mana for it. But, mm. um, yeah, I, uh, I pulled a, I think her name is Nissa, a planeswalker called yep. Nissa. Yeah. Got yep. uh, a shiny Nissa. And, uh, so naturally I had to build my deck around her. So I went green and black. Um, and, uh, I played, I think end count was 12 games all night. And I did not draw her once. <laughs> not a single time. The only time I had her in my hand was uh, on an initial draw where I didn't have any mana. And so I had to mulligan. And I didn't see her again for the rest of the fucking night. Uh, yeah. So I got no idea if she's any good. But um, she seemed like her card read super fucking goofy. Um, she had a plus one. I can't remember what it was, but it was just fucking ridiculous. I'll see if I can find it while we're mucking around. But, uh, yeah, she was, she was something, uh, it would have been nice to play because I, I've still never played a fucking, um, planeswalker, planeswalker ever. So I've got no idea what they do or anything. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, Otherwise, I don't, yeah, I only ever play it when I'm getting drunk at these things. So I don't have huge opinions on, um, on how it plays. I will say that as always, uh, it feels like the uh, mana situation can fuck you way harder than you would think it should be able to, you know, I, I just don't think that should be something that if you can't draw the game I beat Luke in, uh, how, how much fucking mana did you have? You had fucking 80 six. fucking mana or something. <laughs> no, I was like You must six. have had like fucking 80,000 fucking cards in your fucking deck because you had so much fucking mana. You had more than six. I no, know that for a six. fact. Yeah. And I had four. And we were at turn, I don't know, 14 by the time the game ended? Yeah. And I could not get any fucking mana at all. It's ridiculous. So I'm drawing... All I'm doing is drawing fucking cards I'll never be able to play. Uh, because, like, every time I draw a new card that costs me fucking seven mana, uh, it is another fucking nail in my fucking coffin because I'm not going to be able to play it for at least another three turns. Uh, and only if I continue to draw mana all three times, and I'm not going to do that, am I? Because it never fucking happened. Mm. And so, yeah, it was only fucking... It was pure luck that I managed to fucking beat you. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that is the game's biggest weakness, in my opinion, is that it's way too easy for you to get fucked on mana. I think, you know, the it argument... Is, it, it is yeah. an individual game, but if you play with a properly constructed deck, it doesn't average out to be an issue. Right. So if you get the either way too much or not enough land, yeah, that's going to decide a single game. But over a wide enough spread of games, it's not that big an issue. But absolutely, there's an element of luck to the game. It's a card game. There's always going to be. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think that, I don't know, like over time, right? Like, I, yeah, I guess I don't play enough games for that to be a, uh, any sort of, uh, warming feeling in my chest to know that oh yeah that's yeah. cool yeah. yeah it's that it's that thing as well of um like it, it becomes a consideration for deck building it's like how you know do you have enough cards in there that you can play with you know even on a low uh low amount of mana well, you see, the thing was, right, like, because I had to go green, right, and I went black because it had some decent synergies with uh, other stuff, other artifacts that I wanted to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, my my mana curve, right, like, I've played enough Hearthstone to know how to build a deck, right, um, in a basic sense. Like, I know curves, right, but, uh, yeah. like... My curve, just based on the cards that I had available, was kind of fucked anyway. Uh, it was super front-loaded, which I think is why I managed to get away with beating Luke, uh, because I would occasionally get some of the really small shit that I'd be able to use to hold Luke off. Um, it was super front-loaded, and then it had very little middle and some heavy-hitting end shit. Um but it's it's just one of those cases. Like I guess it's it's the nature of putting it together out of fucking out of a box, right? Like if yeah. you were to put it together, construct it specifically, then you'd probably like find cards that were worth four mana instead of just. Well, I guess I'll get another two mana, or a couple of creatures that you can tap to tap as mana, or you know, just ways to fix your like increase your ability to play the cards you've got yeah i found our mrs mrs card from kaladesh by the way she uh for plus one untap target land you control until your next turn it becomes a five five elemental creature with haste and it's still a land so you could um untap all of your lands (laughs) and uh go ham uh, and then minus three was for uh, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. And uh, wait, did you say that was a minus one? No, the first one was a uh, was a plus one. Yeah, yeah. The the return target permanent minus three. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, and minus six, you get an emblem with whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card, which I don't think is actually worth minus six, to be honest. But yeah. Hmm. by the time play it yeah it's well i guess i guess it's that thing where even if you i uh, it's it's an interesting one because by that stage you're probably okay for land but at the same time even though you're okay playing it lets playing a land lets you draw so that's i guess that's how yeah yeah but uh yeah she's that plus one seems pretty cray uh, I saw a, I saw a, Emma drew a ridiculous one from a booster. It was like a black and, black and blue or something. Um, but it basically allowed you to, um, take a card from your opponents, uh, from their graveyard and then, uh, put it under your control and play it whenever you liked. It was ridiculous. And it, 
It seemed like it couldn't be killed or something. It was like under your fucking undead control, some shit. It was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it seemed well OP. That seemed good. Uh, she was. She didn't even have black deck, so yeah, she didn't care. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, I had fun. Yep. So did I. Yep. Yeah. That's good. I like playing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been um, like since uh, since the release of the first uh, the first half of Innistrad, I've been playing almost almost every workday since, which is kind of crazy. So it's yeah, I guess it's been going well. Yeah, who's nice. who's the best in the office? Is there a, someone who's I'm got not a rep? too sure. Luke Luke might have have opinions on this. Like uh, one of the guys is uh, has been. Oh, uh, they're they're two guys who have been playing for a really long time, yeah. and uh, and you know I think yeah, and there's, and, there's one guy in the office who's been playing for ages, and he judges as well. So uh, the game, I would say him. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and then um, and then his boss is also like has a very good understanding of the game as well. I've learned a lot uh, a lot through him, um, but I've been yeah I've been playing a lot with uh, one of the guys who. Like we've been playing the same length of time, and you know, just sort of practicing and kicking each other's uh, kicking each other's asses, and you know, learning from that. So it's been good. Yeah, so it's a good social thing. I rate it. Yeah, it's good fun to get together and play it. Uh, Should we talk about some board games quickly? Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I will always talk about board games. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, nice. we played some Secret Hitler again over the weekend. Again, yeah. After Z Town, uh, after Z Town, yeah, we went drinking. I am so so keen to play Secret Hitler. That's my oh, good. We, we should, yeah, we should do a get together and um, yeah, yeah, we should. Because apparently, ten people is the sweet spot anyway, and we've been playing with six. And six is good fun, but yeah, I, want, I really want to play with ten. Um, so we were playing some more Secret Hitler, getting drunk as you do. Um, Luke is the human lie detector, probably because uh, <laughs> you can't trick his uh, human his robot senses. It, they just does not compute lies. Don't compute for him. Yeah. But um, I worked out how to how to corrupt his memory. <laughs> you worked out um, how to beat me. <laughs> I worked out how to beat him. Um, so we were playing, and uh, I was Hitler, and uh, Luke was the. Uh, so the way the game works, um, you've got the president and then you've got the chancellor. And the president looks at three cards, discards one, and then gives the chancellor two cards. And the chancellor then plays a uh, policy, be it a fascist policy or a liberal policy. And if I think it's uh, six liberal policies get played, then liberals win. If five fascist policies get played, then the fascists win. So... Um, common thing for presidents to liberal presidents to do is to test uh so what you do is you get like when you get a when you get two uh social uh two liberal and one fascist you discard one of the liberal policies and you give your chancellor a, a liberal and a fascist policy and if they play a liberal then they're chances are theoretically <laughs> yeah. theoretically trustworthy um and if they play a fascist card, then they're obviously fascists. And um, Luke gave me a test. He tested me, gave me one of each. And I played the fascist card. I was Hitler and I played the fascist card. 
and Luke jumped at me. He's like, oh my God, you're a fascist. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I've gone off the fucking handle immediately. Like, <laughs> how dare you lie about this? You gave me two fascist cards. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, and uh, I was indignant enough that uh, I managed to convince everyone that Luke was the fascist who was trying to set me up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was it wound up not being enough to get us the win because it spent it I, I took so long to convince everyone that Luke was the fucking bad guy that um that we wound up like having two liberals and two fascists left and nobody like people were just cancel like just voting out not voting in a chancellor each time like nobody would vote in the chancellor because nobody could work out who the fuck hitler was <laughs> um, and unfortunately doing chancellor to, to yeah if hitler yeah. if yeah the, the moment hitler becomes chancellor uh the fascists win but um my like uh but only after three policy cards have been played so right. early on it doesn't matter uh, after three it's suddenly very fucking important that uh hitler doesn't become chancellor and so it becomes a lot a lot of accusations and so my my problem was as the chancellor uh, sorry as hitler i shouldn't have drawn that fire myself but i couldn't really tell my other fascists to play that gambit yeah. so. Uh, I just thought it'd be an interesting thing to see how it went. And it went quite well. But yes, once uh, when uh, the Chancellor gets voted out three times in a row, you then immediately, like, like you draw and play whatever policy card is on top of the deck. And it got to the point where there was, um, there was like four and five. Yeah. So it was like whatever flips over next is that's who wins and unfortunately the liberals won the luck of the draw sounds very similar mechanically to the resistance yes yeah so i think it it does it borrows quite a bit from mafia or werewolf or the resistance or whatever um it's one of it's definitely one of those sorts of social engineering games yeah and uh yeah the few times the i guess twice two times i've played resistance um, what little I remember from my drunken haze, uh, it's pretty similar to that, yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's good fun. It's fucking hilarious fun. And finding new ways to lie to your friends, I don't um, think it'll ever get old. A big fan of those kind of trader games like um, Resistance, Battlestar Galactica is amazing. Such yep. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I secret hit low when I can get my hands on a copy. Heck yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Definitely like to organize something. That'd be really cool. What was the game that you were talking about that was... Uh, I have just played the first, uh, my first game of the second edition of Mansion of Madness. Um, I was a massive fan of the first one. So it's kind of in the... You know, have you guys heard of Arkham Horror? Yep. yep. Yeah, it's in that family of games. So like same publisher, same kind of Lovecraft universe... Um, but the way first edition mentioned that Mattis worked, it was much smaller scale, like a haunted house. And all but one player were investigators, but the final player was a haunted house, and it was like one versus everyone else. So it was actually kind of like a dungeon master kind of setup, where you would control the house and set up puzzles, and 
like control the enemies as the other players tried to get through the scenario kind of thing. Cool. Um, and so it was, it was actually really cool. Like it was story based and it was slightly modular and there were like map tiles so you could map out the floor plan of the mansion kind of thing. Uh, but what they've done with second edition is removed the game master completely and replaced it with a companion app. And in having the app for it now, uh, it's completely kind of procedural every time you play. So no maps are the same between the same scenario. Uh, there's like narration and music and a lot of kind of choose your own adventure style choices for characters to make. Um, it, it feels like a totally different game. Uh, and the other thing that they've done that I love is all the components from the first edition, they've included a conversion kit. So you just double the number of pieces you have essentially if you've got all the first edition stuff. So it's like you've got twice as many monsters and characters and more tiles that you can play with second edition using the app. Uh, and it's just like a really cool kind of playthrough of the game with the app running it for you. Hmm. It's yeah, cool. that's interesting. So, a lot, like a lot of games are starting to do that now, right, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's always been kind of fledgling cooperative games around, but the idea of cooperative stuff is exploding recently, especially with things like Pandemic, um, a few of the legacy games. But yep. it's yeah, it's just really, really cool. And Fantasy Flight have done a lot of companion app stuff. Like, they did the XCOM board game. Mm. Um, they had one for, I think it was an assistant for one of their Star Wars-based games. There's just a lot of that kind of um, companion app stuff. But this is the first one where you can't play it without the app. Yeah, okay. Do you feel like it removes any, like, does it remove some of the game in that nobody gets to be the house? Like, do you feel like that takes away from it at all? Or? It feels completely different. Like, yeah. it's whatever you're in the for, essentially. I really like the okay. first edition, and I really like the way one player can play as the haunted house, essentially. Yeah. But they feel very totally different. Um, the app kind of adds a lot to it, so there's a lot more, I guess, camaraderie. I, I guess because I owned it, I was usually the house more so than on the team with the players. So I kind of got that experience for the first time as well. Right, um, but I wouldn't say it detracted from it at all. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that sounds anything, cool, man. It, if, if anything, it really kind of helped with things like setup time and play speed. Yeah. And yeah, um, replayability as well. So, you said it's it's in the same world as uh, Eldritch and Arkham Horror. Yeah. Is it like gameplay wise? I'm just trying to imagine it. Is it like um, what's the is it betrayal at uh, house yeah, on the hill? Like betrayal at house on the hill. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of within the house. You have a yep. scenario. You kind of have a sense of your objectives, but you don't know specifically what you've got to do. Um, yeah. Each player attracts their health and their sanity individually. Um, so like cool stuff can happen where if you go insane, you get dealt uh, an insanity card, and you keep whatever's on the back of that secret from the other the other players, and it could be yep. just. You've gone so insane, you now win if you make all the other players lose. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, there <laughs> is, yeah, that kind of small scale. So it's like if you think of Eldritch as the global kind of Lovecraft game, then mm. Arkham Horror is the city, and then this is like the house. Okay, cool. Sweet. I'll have to check it out. I love, I love those Cthulian games. They're awesome. Um, yeah, so, I mean, when we play Secret Hitler, man, I'll bring it around. <laughs> Sweet. 
speaking of board games, I uh, ordered fucking Scythe. And, oh, uh, shit, the $180 game or whatever it is. Yes, and uh, also, well, there's a, there's a like, card game where you got to describe pitches, code words. I ordered code words, and it was basically, yes, yeah. Scythe was uh, about, I don't know, 40 bucks off because there was a sale on at gamesparadise.com. And uh, so I basically got uh, code words for free plus 10 bucks off Scythe. I'm like, fuck yeah. Uh, this was three weeks ago now, and I still haven't heard shit from Games Paradise, but they've oh, definitely yeah. taken my money. Pull them up because they're, they're not great. <laughs> I I went to call them up today and, um, you know, three weeks is my official limit to not hear anything about all that money I spent. And, uh, yeah, called them up today. Uh, well, tried to call them up today. They're... Their phone line is open for three hours every day from nine thirty you know, until twelve thirty. That's that's for the that's for the safety of the public, to be fair, because <laughs> they are that bad. <laughs> I, I feel like I may have made a mistake here. <laughs> how's that? Uh, how's that? Bucks off feeling now? Yeah. Right. Ooh, free free cross uh, code words. Fuck yeah! Woo! It's not free if you never get it. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Anyway. All right. uh, yeah. What else we got? Video games. Video we, we games. Are, we're supposed to be a video game podcast. I'm not sure if you realize sure. this. Yeah. Uh, struggling here, Luke. Luke. Yeah, you went really Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Hi. What's going on there? What's with, like, what, what are you talking on? What are you using um, to really, talk? A really rubbish mic is what I'm using. Ah, would, okay. a, uh, would a phone headset uh, thing, earphone thing work better? Should we try it out? It, it doesn't really help me right now. <laughs> um, I mean, if you've got it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Um, anyway. Video games. Yeah. Video games. Um, video games. Let's just start for Dave quickly. Uh, Destiny. Is this your, yes. your, like, your drug of choice? Um, it hasn't been for a long time because, weirdly, you know, other than having a social life, uh, I've been playing a lot of Magic, which is very interesting as someone who has never really come from a, um, like, I've never been a board gamey, tabletop type of person until, you know, let's say the last year or two I've kind of, you know, explored uh, what goes on in that world. Um, but I very, I was a very uh involved player i'd say in the first year of destiny Mm -hmm. um back when it was really shit like it (laughs) was it was hell like you you logged in and you just sat through hell for for (laughs) half a day that 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 was the game um so yeah so uh pre-ordered pre-ordered rise of iron the new expansion um i've been playing it the entire time Mm -hmm. uh we've been recording uh which is interesting um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh what do you want to know yeah like, what, like what's new what is what is the the thing they're doing in, in this one that's like uh um, feature is it just more okay. stuff uh yeah it's more stuff um i guess with each expansion what they've sort of done is sort of said here's here's uh some history uh or an event that goes on that, that that's happening to the last city um 
you know, that the Guardians, you as a character, uh, protect. Um, and so this expansion is about the Lords of Iron, who apparently existed before um, before the Guardians were a thing, um, just after the you know the collapse of um, of human society, or like the Golden Age is what they call it, um, when they colonized other planets. Um, and so the Iron Lords were sort of like you know Cree Guardian guardians, essentially. Um, story goes, a bunch of them died. Um, fighting a uh a force that you don't really know about at the start and the guy who's been running iron banner which is the monthly pvp um uh tournament within the game uh, of the last two years um he disappears and you find out that um this threat that all his all his pals all his pals suffered and died for um has escaped mm-hmm. so it's your job to fight that you know, just another another thing to shoot at, basically. Um, I, I guess the the enemy is just kind of it's a recycled version of the fallen uh, within the story as a as like a faction or a race. Um, you know, they're like um, they or what would you call them? They're like a tribal sort of scrap hunting, like pirate kind of race. And so they've uh, they've utilized this uh, this technology, which you know it forms part of the like the, is the enemy essentially, um, and they've like spliced themselves in that Bioshock sense. Um, they do use they do use the term splicer in the game. So they okay. basically hack themselves biologically, and they just look like slightly different versions of themselves that shoot slightly different uh, you know um, rounds at you. Yeah. Um, Pretty much. So new things. There's a new there's a new public space, um, which is the you know like the temple for the um, for the Iron Lords. So Iron Banner guy, he's shuffled off over there. He's the main guy there. Um, and then a couple of new uh, new missions, new locations. They've kind of uh, re they've reskinned a lot of the social areas to indicate that it is now winter there. So it just snows all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a a new sort of um, uh, a new play area, you know, like you can go to Mars and Venus and stuff. So they've created another section within um, on Earth called the Plaguelands. So that's where most of the action takes place. Yeah. So, yep. Other than that, you know, new gear, new things, new raids, pretty much. Uh, new raid. Raid. Just the one, <laughs> uh, which I believe. Uh, will be available tomorrow. So people oh, okay. work. I've been working towards the new level cap to be able to jump in as soon as that's available, which I have not been doing. Mm. They, they still have all the light system in there, and they've kind of tweaked that, right? They did. They tweaked that after the first year, so yeah. that was when it was incredibly shit um, mm. because your light level was com- your light level, and therefore your. Uh, your level essentially was tied to your equipment drops um, in a way that if you did not get this drop that you could only get in the raid which was on you know a loot table so your chances of getting that specific item weren't great to begin with um, you just never hit level cap that's how the, that's how the game worked initially which was fucking awful like yeah. I if I got the drop I needed um I would have saved myself a month because I 
went on that raid uh, every week for a month um, and just didn't get these boots or whatever they were to hit level cap. Yep. So awful. I was there with you for like half of that. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's I remember. Like, just a shit time, right? Um, and then yep. you get this armor and you're like, I mean, at least for a Titan, which was my main, it looked like shit. I mean, it, it's it's brown and <laughs> it's it's just like someone someone wrapped some aluminum foil over a couple of broken boxes and then shat on it and rubbed that all over. Like that's what like that was what they were going for. That's vivid. Thank you. I, I do what I can with the words. <laughs> Yeah, cool. I just hope they've learned like their lessons from this this game, and the second one is um, much better. <laughs> like, I still enjoyed, I still enjoyed playing it when I when you know when it came out, but I didn't stick around for any of the DLC. Yeah, it it, it isn't even to say that you were a committed player. It was more that you just enjoyed the uh, the gameplay itself enough to keep trudging. You know, it seems like the quests are almost incidental. It's it's almost like that Z-Town thing. You're like, well, I'm enjoying everything that's sort of going on here in terms of the shooting. Everything else is broken, but this is okay. Yeah. And you stick around for that. Yeah. Yeah. Except nice. you do it every day. I can't do... I couldn't do Z-Town every day. I'd, I'd rage too much. I think you can't do a joke. They'd explode. Hella fit. You'd be sober at least, like, I guess, 10% more during the week. No, I wouldn't. Because we get drunk afterwards. And we get really easy drunk, so... But that's like four or five hours when you're sober, which is highly unusual, surely. You can sweat out the hangover the next day. It's fine. Ah, true. <laughs> Too true. Um, so, would you recommend getting back into it if you... Like, oh, I, 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 you I know, like, yeah, I absolutely. I feel like it's that kind of thing where if you, uh, if you didn't stick it out and you didn't sort of play it at least casually throughout, just save yourself the trouble. Just, yeah. just don't do it. Like, you know, people who enjoy it will keep playing it. Um, yeah. I've sort of, I had to pair it back from where I was in, uh, in the first like six months to a year, and I'm a casual player now, and I can enjoy it on that level. Yeah. But if you've got if you're spending your time playing other things, you know, like board games like Secret Hitler and whatnot, stay the hell away because you can spend your time so much better seeing the world or, like, just playing different games. So yeah. I had somehow merged The Division and Destiny in my head and was really confused when I saw stuff from this new expansion and thought it was for The Division. I was like, what the fuck has happened to this game? My, wow. my biggest regret is... is uh, pre-buying the next two expansions on the division because it is last time i checked it was a fucking wasteland and with good reason the game was so broken like i've been bitching about destiny at least it played well the division kind of plays well looks pretty great but no Uh, like they actually i think initially it was a game that uh a lot of us a lot of us thought was the better game and then time sort of time taught that lesson that it, it's actually a bit shit and uh, doesn't have all that much to redeem it. I knew I knew it was garbage before I reached the level cap just because of how they they did the level cap bullshit. Mm. I will point out, uh, just FYI, that uh, on Steam alone, and so that's not counting Uplay uh, activations, The Division currently has more players than uh, Doom. <laughs> 
this year's Doom, um, which I don't know if you know this, but uh, is the best game of this year and worth way more than a 7.1 out of 10. Uh, just let all of my many, many detractors on the internet tell you, okay? <laughs> but The Division, which is everyone knows is horseshit, uh, has more players than it. And that's on Steam alone. That's not even counting the Uplay players, whatever lunatics they are. <laughs> yeah, that's Steam. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, don't get back into that. De- yeah, no, I, I don't think yeah, I don't would. Yeah, don't do it. Just do it. Yeah. I don't think I would, but uh, I do like to ask the question. I like to know what a tragic would say, because I know a World of Warcraft tragic would tell me to get back into Legion. Yeah, you should probably oh, yeah, check Yeah, and out. I have. See? Yeah. <laughs> Look, all I'm going to say is Luke's are never wrong. No, I think I think that's different because with World of Warcraft, everyone fits between expansions. Yeah, like, I swear yeah. to God, everyone is like, no, no, this is rubbish. I'm never getting in again. And then a new expansion comes out like, oh, this is the best expansion since Wrath. <laughs> but Legion is the best expansion since Wrath. Just just putting that out there. Since yeah, but is it good in the same way that Wrath was? It hits a lot of the same notes. Yeah. Like, they have definitely tried to make something that is Burning Crusade and Lich King together. Okay. Okay, okay. Maybe, 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 yeah. maybe. Yeah, I'll see you there, man. I'll see you are Alliance there. or Horde? Uh, I've got tunes on both. Okay. You on Luke? Uh, I'm Horde. Okay. Which server okay. you on? Me. No, not you. You don't play. Uh, I guess he was asking me because I play. Uh, Frostmourne. Oh, okay. No, I'm yeah. on Bathilus. Bathilus is PvP, right? Yeah. Is Frostmourne PvP? Yep. I uh, had some friends ask me to join on, like, join back in. Yeah. And uh, I thought about it very hard. And I was fucking all gearing up to do it. And, uh, like, even fucking, inst- I installed. Um, World of Warcraft and everything, like downloaded it, not that it matters, but uh, downloaded it fucking the whole bit, uh, installed it, found my fucking password, uh, my character rather, uh, and I'm like, what server you guys on? And they're like, oh, fucking something. And it was a PvE server, I'm like, cool, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> Uninstall. Um, you, know you, on- <laughs> um, you don't need to be on the same servers anymore, like you can play across what? servers with people now. What? How the fuck does, what, how does that work? I guess you're going back in. If they're just like in your friend list or whatever, you can um, play with them cross realm. You can still raid with them and stuff. You'll love this. If you're PvP and you group with them, you make them join your PvP server. Oh my god. Do it. Do it. Oh my god. We're already on Basel, so, you know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, All right. Anyway, moving on before I get distracted. Mafia 3. Tell us about Mafia 3. How much of this Um, did you play, Luke? I played about five hours worth. Jesus. Um, I'm not sure I can tell you which five hours, <laughs> but some of it. Um, so this is going to be very fragmented based on what I can tell you because of NDA and whatnot. Um, right. But before you jump in, uh, it's, were you a fan really of the series? Cool. What was that, sorry? Before you jump in, were you a fan of the series? I played a bit of two and thought it was okay, but it was very just another GTA clone. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, okay. all right. We've seemed to have lost Luke. I'm not sure what's happening yeah. there. He's still our backup. <laughs> 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 so I'm guessing you guys are massive fans of the series then? Oh, we're fans, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, you were saying, did you say it's good? Uh, it's fucking amazing. It was okay. really, really good. So it's set um, in the late 60s, kind of right after Vietnam in fake New Orleans. Yep. Uh, and um, you're like a returning African-American vet, uh, goes back to kind of the um, kind of shitty neighborhood where he grew up, and then mafia things happen, funnily enough. Yep. Uh, but the soundtrack is all like pitch-perfect period music. Um it still has that kind of open world GTA style, like missions, gameplay, drive around, your guns, whatever. Uh, very kind of sandbox. But the amazing thing is how the missions are structured. So on all the big story missions, they're actually done as kind of you know, the prime kind of setup, where it's got like flash forwards mm. and like documentary style talking heads and like yep. found footage from news at the time. And all the story missions will have those kind of things inset, so it feels like as you play through, you're uncovering like the history of this city back during this massive crime wave that you were a part of. And it's just so, so spot on the whole way through. Cool. Yeah, um, it, was, it was really impressively put together. One thing I've noticed in videos is the driving seems kind of weird. Well, how did you find driving in it? Because driving's always um, been a really big part of the series. It's been like a critical part of the series, in my opinion. I didn't hate the driving. Um, yeah. It was very video game physics driving, but there yeah. is actually an option to turn on simulated driving, so it's like more realistic car physics. Right, okay. Um, but because you're all driving shitboxes from the 60s, you're going to spin out if you're doing that. Like, it, it's just not going to be great. Um, we'll do it anyway. But... Yeah, I, I didn't find driving itself to be that much of a pain. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, it was. I just thought collisions looked a bit weird. I guess. Um, you you can do the classic kind of pinball turns, you know, where you just use the car that you smack into to correct your course and keep going around yeah. the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like on the other end of that, if someone rams you and you're driving kind of head on with them, you're gonna feel it. Like, leave the spin yeah, out yeah. or get. Rid of cool. Shit, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us about any particular story beat that you're allowed to talk about? Or um, Yes, there is a bit that I can talk about. This is the one mission I think I played that I can talk about. <laughs> um, so you kind of take over different um, barrios or areas or whatever in the town, and then you establish your lieutenants there, and you kind of have them manage the area for you in the crime in that area. And I got to a point where you had to pick which of two of your lieutenants got control of this one area. And I picked one, and the other one was like a classic kind of East Coast Mafia dude. And he didn't take kindly to the fact that I passed him over for this. And so he started to send his guys after me. He put hit on me. So I needed to kind of get to him while avoiding all the guys he was sending after me to stop that from happening. Yeah, okay, that's pretty awesome. I, I suppose, theoretically, you wouldn't want it to happen, though, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it was, wouldn't want... it was good to play through it as a mission. Yeah. Um, 
way the takeovers work is really cool as well. So rival gangs or other crime bosses will have control of areas, and you need to go in and whatever their kind of particular racket is, if it's like drugs or prostitution or whatever, you need to kind of wreck their places of business and take out their enforcers just to destabilize how much they can earn. Yep. And when they're kind of not earning any money, the boss of that district kind of comes out and tries to check what's going on, and that's how you can target them. <laughs> okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it kind of gives you decent reasons for doing the whole, okay, I know I'm just going and like shooting up this place, but at least it feels different and progressive a little bit. Everything I've heard about this game... What the hell? Um, everything I've heard about this game uh, makes me feel like if it had the Shadows of Mordor nemesis, nemesis system nemesis thing? Yeah. Holy fuck. How good would it be? Like, you know, you take out a, a district boss or something and the sort of change just sort of shifts upwards. But if you've already taken out all these underlings or you've swung them to your yeah. side, then you can take over. That'd be fucking amazing. God damn. Yep. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Shadow of Mordor was just amazing. That was so it was... They implement. They fucking kicked it out of the park on their very first try with that system. It was brilliant. Where the fuck is... What are they doing? What are they doing for me lately, though? You know? Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, Mafia 3, based on what I've played of it, I don't know how the whole thing is going to play out, but what I got hands-on with, big thumbs up. Nice. Yeah, pretty pumped for that one. Um, everybody keeps saying really good things about it, so heaps excited. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, it It feels like they've found a way to make story in a sandbox game a lot more engaging. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sick? Yeah. What's up next? Steins Gate. I played Steins Gate. What's that? It's a fucking visual novel. I played it for 15 minutes and then I realized it was a visual novel and I uninstalled it. <laughs> so My not, brother not told me I had Telltale to play Batman it. then. You're done or? Uh, I definitely am not. I don't play Telltale games. Uh, <laughs> Fool me once. They, uh, <laughs> yeah. Fool me three times. Uh, <laughs> fucking Jurassic Park, The Walking Dead and fucking... What's that comic book that I actually really like? The Fables. Among Us. Yeah. Bastards. They just fucking do something about your engine. Is it still on that same fucking Telltale engine? Yes. Then I'll pass. Thank you and good night. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Steins Gate. Yeah. Didn't rate it. Don't like visual novels. So that was a mistake. Thanks for nothing to my twin brother who told me to buy it. You're a real dickhead. Um... <laughs> Bioshock 2 Remastered. Does this work on your PC, Luke, or what? Yeah, it does. Why wouldn't it? No, I've heard iffy things about the remaster. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I, I guess we talked about this last week in the news. Uh, they released the remastered versions on, on PC and Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Um, to get the remastered version on PC for the first Bioshock, I just basically uh, sent the support to get off to 2K, and they had like a... A system to to get a, a new code for it because back in those days the um they either didn't come with a, a cd key or the cd keys that they did come with aren't registered in steam so you can't actually redeem them so uh you can just basically set up a support ticket 
jump through a couple hoops, which are very easy, and then they'll uh, send you a key that works in Steam. So that was pretty good for the first Bioshock game. Um, but for Bioshock 2, I basically just grabbed my CD key from my physical box, dumped that into Steam, redeemed it, um, and so there's a separate instance of the game comes up into Steam now. Um, so I installed that over the weekend, played through uh, Minerva's Den, which I hadn't oh, actually nice. played before. Um yep. But heard like awesome things about it. So that was, that's made by the guys that made, uh, or some of the leads that worked on, um, uh, what was that game called? The Fulbright Studios game, um, Gone Home. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, so they basically left 2K after that and, and went and formed their own studio. Um, but it's considered to be like one of the best DLCs ever, ever made type, type things. Um, and yeah, it's actually really good. The game surprisingly holds up quite well for um a six six year old shooter um like the mechanics that they've got in the game for using plasmids but also when you get weapons and something that i completely forgot that like the weapons upgrade during the game like new things will come across um, yeah the, um, like the vending machine thing yeah 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 and you can upgrade like you'll find them on the ground and all of a sudden this thing that i was using now does twice as much damage or it does a different type of damage now and there's different types of ammo that you can use and then all the plasmids you can upgrade and then they have different uses you can set them as traps or just use them as like a normal thing i really liking um the actual physical changes to the guns when you upgraded them yeah 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 i remember that too it was a highlight of it because it felt like it was like when you upgraded uh uh, a car in a car game. You know how bad yeah. ones don't actually, they still feel like the same car, mm. but in good car games, that feels like a full new vehicle. And I thought that was something that always struck me about Bioshock. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, mechanically, it it still holds up pretty well. It's a little clunky in some situations. Um, uh, like, the AI seems a bit iffy sometimes, and the shooting can be on some of the weapons a bit a bit strange um but otherwise like everything's still all the sound is awesome um the story is really good the environments are are, are really great and atmospheric um and this one is basically you're playing as one of the sigma one of the first big daddies um and you're in rapture and kind of kind of trying to to work your way through these um these levels um but there is an overall story uh i just don't want to talk about it because it's very spoilerific um, but the story's pretty cool, and um, it's it's well worth the you know four hours, whatever it takes to finish. Probably about four hours, uh, three levels, um, and it, it's quite easy to get into um, if you haven't played Bioshock in a couple of years. Um, it's not like you jump in there and start dying. Um, you know, it sort of slowly gets you back into the rhythm of things, but then ramps up quite quickly and starts giving you a crap load of weapons and plasmids to use. So I really enjoyed my time playing that. So, um, very much recommend it. And if you do have, um, those old copies lying around on PC, make sure you do, uh, redeem them because it's, it's definitely worth it. Some of the, you know, one of my favorite series. Um, yeah. Really good games. And I, I, I think a lot of people, um, like, Two is, I think, still an amazing game, but some people think it's it's not good, and I don't know. I, I thought it, it still holds up very well. I think the combat is way better than the first game because um, of the trap system and like that. The you know 
getting little sisters and then having the big sister come along after you get a certain amount and having to set up the environment to try and take her on uh, is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they're awesome games. Uh, what else is on the list? Quickly, Job. Paladins. 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 Overwatch. I'm, sh- I'm sure you guys oh, have right, seen... How are you doing in competitive this season? <laughs> uh, I've uninstalled Overwatch again. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Last week we were talking about this. You reinstalled yes. it and then uninstalled it. But yes. since then you've now reinstalled it like three or four more times. Just one more time and uninstalled it again. Uh, it will stay uninstalled now. Um, so, you know, I, I just very briefly, I, I got, uh, I think uh, I got 20, 2,800 um, skill ranking in this season after my placements. And uh, and then I just started getting matched with fuckholes. Uh, I got matched with the same dickhole who played Bastion on attack uh, and started throwing when everyone... Uh, when he proved to be incapable of winning at Bastion on attack on uh, Temple of Anubis, um, unsurprisingly. Uh, when he proved, yeah, he was incapable of winning as that, he just started uh, throwing. And then I got matched with him in the next game. And uh, that's when I decided I was done with uh, Overwatch again for another season. Uh, but... Yes, Paladins. Um, this game is a fucking train wreck. I'm sure you guys have all seen the fucking Donkey video or whatever the fuck it is uh, where he compares the two. It's pretty funny. Donkey's pretty funny. Mm. Um, he's a bit unfair. He's like, he's like, he takes the piss. Uh, he's being quite uncharitable towards um, towards Paladins because uh, I know for a fact that high have been working on Paladins for a long time. as long, <laughs> yeah. if not longer, than um, than Blizzard were on Overwatch. Um, so, yeah, it looks fucking similar though, and I think they they might not have directly copied Overwatch, but they have definitely drawn influence hmm. from uh, very fu- like the big fucking big blue shield on the tank that is clearly influenced by fucking overwatch it's obvious and they can't like they shouldn't even try to fucking say it wasn't just they should just say yeah it seems like you know there was a meme about staying behind the rectangle and we decided you know what fuck it we'll we'll lean into the fucking skid uh i, mean, I, I don't know why i'm defending him because i really got no horse race but there's only so many ways to do that in, right yeah to have yeah that's the true big dude shield that you can see like there's only so many ways to do that. Is someone asleep? What? Dave? Uh, I, I have really heavy breathing. Maybe, maybe we're talking all sexy now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I think I, I exhaled through my nose directly into the mic. Just a placement thing. <laughs> yeah, it seems like your, your mic got a lot closer to your face uh, because you were quite loud just then. Uh, and we could hear you breathing. And it sounded like maybe you were snoring. I'm like, fuck. We are really strict, <laughs> Dave. Paladin, man, what do you want? Sorry, fuck about this conversation. No, <laughs> I, I, I have even less of a horse. Like I don't even have a pet at this point. Haven't, haven't touched Overwatch. I have never played Overwatch. Wow. No idea. So, I'm not even here. But I will <laughs> refrain from uh, snore breathing. <laughs> that's plan. If so that's how it sounds on my mic, continue. <laughs> anyway, you were saying, Luke. 
Um, yeah, like, there's only so many ways you can represent certain things graphically. Yeah. Like, mm. if, if it's a shooter and there's a dude with a big shield, yeah. they're gonna look the same from person to person, generally. Probably doesn't have to be a big blue laser oh, shield, I, though. I, I guess not, no. Um, green. But uh, this game, it's 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 awful. Like uh, every like I've played about I don't know ten games now, and uh, I would say that seven of them have been full bot matches with bots fulfilling every single role on my team and the other team, and the other matches were with a full team of humans on my team and all bots on the other team, and. Uh, that's that's release or is this just beta? This is the beta, it's beta. Uh, but it's you're supposed to select a completely different option to be in bot matches. They're trying to pad out the fact that nobody's playing this game uh, by using bots to fulfill those roles. But they're clearly bots, and uh, and they're not fooling fucking anyone. Um, one of the weird things about it is that to like the gay, basic game mode is you go in, you capture a central uh, capture point. Uh, that spawns a payload, and you have to deliver the payload to the uh, other other team's spawn, basically. Um, every time you capture the central point, you get a point. But if you stop the payload from reaching the uh, objective, then you get a point. Uh, so if, if you deliver the payload, you get a point. If you stop the payload, you get a point. So it's the first of four, and if I capture the central point but fail to push... The uh, the payload into their spawn, and it is it is their fucking spawn. Like it's right yeah. in their spawn. Uh, they can shoot from their spawn at you where they're invincible. Um, yeah, if you fail to push it in there, they get a point, which means that there's not really any incentive to capture them fucking middle point until okay. the very last attempt because you just yeah. fucking stall them out on the fucking payload ridiculous that's dumb as balls um i think i haven't gone a single game without 50 plus kills i recorded a game earlier today uh this was one of the rare games where i was playing with other fucking humans and uh i got a massive hang on right at the end there fucking calm down 53 kills to five deaths um on the other team, one of the bots managed two kills. They're not even good bots. <laughs> They're terrible bots. Absolutely ridiculous. Kills. Two entire kills. 13 deaths. Uh, Fucking is it, is it like just a map design thing or a game mode thing? Like what's the actual stumbling blocks in it? Uh, the AI is obviously not very good. Um, the graphics aren't great. Um... The it doesn't like you know how Overwatch has a button that you press to find out all your heroes' abilities and shit. I haven't yep. been able to find such a button in this yet. Um, so every time I select a different hero from the one I've been playing the whole time, uh, it's impossible for me to find out what the fuck I'm actually capable of until I've done it. Uh, so I I actually I played as the Reinhardt clone and I must have used his ultimate ability like four times. And yeah. had no idea. He, he goes invincible for four seconds, which... That seems like a lot of time. It seems like a lot of time, but it winds up being pretty fucking garbage unless you use it to directly counter another player's ult. 
Hmm. Like there's another guy who is basically the Farrah clone and his yep. alt is he flies into someone and they die. Uh, I don't know how they die. They just die. And <laughs> uh, one hit kill. Yeah. And, and even through the shield, even through Reinhardt's shield, like just flies into them. They die. Um, yeah. I, uh, I've been playing as him. Um, he's spectacularly easy to, to use. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was like what the fuck I was supposed to do against this guy until I worked out that I could use Reinhardt's ult to live through that. Like he becomes invincible, so the ult gets wasted. The other option is obviously to kill said Pharaoh, but that's not that easy. He moves very fast, and if he's yeah. a bot, then he has perfect tracking the whole time. So Yeah. Um yeah, the servers keep getting hammered, so you keep getting booted out of games and stuff like that for no reason. And yeah, anyway, it's shit. Yeah. Okay. That's so all I got. Avoid. Don't play it. Avoid. <laughs> Very avoid. Yeah. Uh, NBA. You got NBA yet, Luke? Uh, yet. Uh, I- oh, sorry, other Luke. Yes. <laughs> it, uh, it, it, um, please. It took me like forty hours to download, but yes, I do. I have it now. PSN is amazing to download stuff with. Fuck yeah. It's what you want to download stuff on. How bad is that soundtrack? Hey. I, oh, I haven't played it yet. I've got. Oh. i am just started my Wait, career. You're saying a 2K sports game has a bad soundtrack? They. Look. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, they had a really good soundtrack. And ever since then, it's been garbage. Look, I'm, I'm used to the 2K wrestling games, which are uh, the worst <laughs> soundtracks. Like, yeah. It's just, it's just tragic. Yeah. I've yeah. done way more of Flow Riders discography than I've ever watched. <laughs> well, uh, this this one, they got a bunch of um, musical artists to curate the soundtrack in separate portions. And uh, so naturally, those musical artists picked songs that would get them the most royalties. <laughs> so there's a, a lot of Imagine Dragons on this soundtrack so uh, which it I, I, sounds like business yep uh, <laughs> you can feel the love you know it's like when, when Jay-Z <laughs> was doing it and he just put a bunch yeah. of Beyonce in there Jay-Z picked yeah like seven fucking Jay-Z songs three <laughs> Beyonce songs and everything else was on fucking Rockefeller records and you're like hmm I wonder and how his, this one's working out and his home life <laughs> was in, extremely good in that time <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, uh. Anyway, uh, so soundtrack sucks. Uh, I think they need to abandon the story-focused my player thing. Have they brought that back? Uh, it's full tilt. Okay. The two K sixteen was um, the Spike Lee one. Yeah, hilarious. Spike Lee joint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with freak frequency vibrations as your main character. Uh, this time. Yeah. Um, they just got to get rid of it. I, I can't stand the fact that it takes half an hour before you get to play any fucking basketball in that fucking my player shit. Um, so, yeah. And it's all unskippable cutscenes as well, which means you got to sit there while they awkwardly act their way through fucking whatever the fuck you're doing. Um, the one good thing was uh, I, I scanned my face on the t- 2K app. Uh, I did oh, this yeah. as well. And uh, it created a generic white guy. 
with fucked up nose, which is actually perfect as a representation of me. So that was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so that was good. Uh, always nice to see myself in uh, a game. Not like I can't pick pretty much any game <laughs> to see a uh, white dude with brown hair doing some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that's that's my NBA 2K thing. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, in game, like, I, I just played games against... Um, the new warriors just to make sure they knew at least digitally how much I hate them. And, uh, <laughs> it plays fine, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess fuck Kevin Durant. Yeah. We'll probably talk about that more next week. Once I've played a bunch of, once this. you played, yep, yeah, sure. Yep. Um, yeah. NHL's on here for some reason. Why is that? Yeah. I've been playing that as well. That's what I've been playing instead of NBA. Cause I prefer that my player game. Cause yeah. it's, about playing fucking hockey. Yep. Just thought that was an interesting sort of, you know, mirror to hold up there. One of them's about living the life of some basketball player that you don't give a fuck about. And the other one is about playing the sport. Interesting. Weird. Hmm. Anyway, that's all I got. That's good. Right. News? Yeah, let's blast through some news because we've gone way over time. Um, Valve has dropped an indie developer... Uh, called Digital Homicide, um, basically because <laughs> these guys started suing or are suing some of their customers um, for $18 million, which is insane. Um, the reasons behind this is that they, according to them, uh, are responsible for criminal impersonation, conspiracy to commit cyberbullying, um, criminal property property damage, uh Torturous interference, stalking, harassment, conspiracy to vandalize, destroy personal property. Like, this list just keeps on going. Uh, And they've basically gone, well, we're going to sue you all and we want money for it. Um, Yeah, these guys are nuts. Like, they've got a history of just doing ridiculous things. They've currently got a lawsuit against Jim Sterling as well. The... uh, ex-destructoid um, game reviewer who went renegade and solo uh, for something stupid as well, some stupid amount of money for, like, defamation. Um, yeah, they and they release basically really shithouse games and then try and make money off these really shithouse games. Uh, and hopefully they don't listen to this, otherwise we may get sued. I'll get sued for saying that. Yeah. Um, you been paying attention to this, Job, at all? A little bit. Uh, I looked into it a bit more, and the like. A lot of the ones that they're suing were actually some pretty shitty things. Like they were saying stuff like, uh, "I hate your game so much, I'm going to murder your family," and shit like that. Hmm. And so they're they're claiming they're suing Valve for not allowing them to protect themselves from violent online bullying. And to see their examples, you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, to be fair, that does look like some violent threats online. Like, you wouldn't... Like, you'd fucking... You'd, everyone would be on their side if 
they hadn't released a bunch of sh- bunch of shitty games. But then you look into a little like it's it's one of those it's like a fucking onion. You go like top layer, and it's like fuck these guys. How dare they sue him? How dare they sue fucking Jim Sterling? He's a reviewer. He can say what he wants or whatever the fuck with you know within reason. Uh, how dare they sue commenters? Fucking bullshit. And then you dig a bit deeper, and you're like fuck. That dude told him he was going to kill him. That's fucked up. That, okay, maybe maybe they're... And then you dig a bit deeper and they're just actually just kind of cunts. So <laughs> you're like, well, I'm, I'm going to stop looking now because I don't really have time to... It's all bad. Yeah, go into this wormhole. There's a lot. There's Yeah, there's a lot here. Um, but yeah, it's pretty weird though. It's pretty weird. Do you think it's, I don't know, some weird... Uh, uh, viral marketing scheme. <laughs> uh, I, I doubt it. It's been going on for a long, <laughs> long while. Like sure. they, they sued Jim Sterling back in like 2015. Yeah. Um, and this was basically like one of the things that started that YouTube stuff where YouTube said they would start defending, um, people that had their videos taken down for, you know, uh, saying that it's like a infringement of, uh, upon, um, you know, a criticism and stuff like that. Um, so companies are basically going around and saying, we own that video because you're showing content, uh, that, that we made and you can't, uh, you can't post about that. But in theory, like in reality, what he's doing is he's criticizing a game and talking about it, but they just didn't like the negative things he was saying about it. So like at some stage, YouTube was like, we're going to start helping some of these people because they're, uh, they're doing wrong things about it. Um, so yeah, everybody's getting a piece of this one. looks like. I, I don't I don't like the way they're handling things. Obviously, yeah. Um, sorry, what were you gonna say, Luke? Oh no, no, just um, asking about that the um YouTube defense thing. Yeah. Um, cool. Have you guys got anything to add to that one at all? Been following it, heard much about it? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't nah. actually reading about it today. It was just. <laughs> ridiculous I guess is yeah. what I can go with I mean I, I don't think publicity stunt is the right phrase but it's just it's yeah mm. yeah it's super strange so I'm sure that'll divulge into some bigger mess over the next couple of months it'll be interesting to keep an eye on um, Microsoft says that the PlayStation 4 Pro can't do 4K is that right Job you wrote this down Yes, uh, in an interview on um, Eurogamer, they were they've like they've just gone fucking all out with their fucking like they're they're like fuck it, you know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna take all the shots we can at Sony. Um, but yeah, they they reckon that um, the four point two teraflops that the PS4 Pro was capable of is not enough to do true four K in a game, mm. uh, and that this is. Um, um, Microsoft Studios GM, um, uh, fucking Albert Paneo, uh, is yeah, is it's just like straight up. It's not not powerful enough to do 4K. That's why they didn't include a 4K Blu-ray player. That's why they didn't do all this shit, and uh, and they're only capable of upscaling, um, which I think is interesting because four point. Pro not having the uh, um, HD Blu-ray player was 
insane for Sony to not put that out. So you've yeah. got to think that there was a reason they didn't include that when Sony has a vested interest in as many people buying Sony as possible. You know? Absolutely. But, like, I don't understand, like, there's, I, I feel like this guy is taking, he's seizing, seizing the one opportunity, uh, which is, you know, it doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player, and he's using it to take shots at a completely different topic because, mm. like, uh, the fucking PS4 Pro doesn't need 4.2 teraflops of fucking... It's a playback video, to, though, yeah. Exactly, right? It's it's just 4K video, okay? Let's not go fucking crazy here. To render a fucking 4K game, certainly, but the Xbox fucking S can't do it either. So, like, who's who are we fucking kidding? Like, most people's PCs can't do it at this point. A 1080, yeah. a GTX 1080 can do it sometimes, but uh, yeah, like, come on. Hmm. The fucking Microsoft's not about to drop a fucking 4K gaming machine anyway. So, yeah, it just seems like a, they're using, it just seemed like a weird bit of fucking dodgy speak to me. Which just seems really weird given the sort of tone of um, this generation between between the two where, you know, it's kind of been uh, I don't want to say encouraging, but friendly, sort of? I don't know I don't know how to define it, but you know, like when it was very clear that uh, early on that PS- PlayStation was just killing it in mm. terms of numbers. Um, in comparison, you know, you, you got these statements where, you know, it was along the lines of... Um, Oh, you know, ultimately the win- uh, games are the winners and we just want to do the best we can and make good shit and all that, which is, you know, a very different tone, comparatively. Yeah, definitely. And um, it makes you wonder what's the deal behind that. Is it like internal pressure or, yeah, what's going on? And, like, I, I, I think it's actually that Microsoft has realized they've got nothing to lose anymore. Like, they've got... they've they've had more than twice the unit sales. Uh, sorry, Sony has had more than twice the unit sales of Microsoft. Hmm. The PS4 is demolishing the Xbox One. So I guess Microsoft is like, well, like, we're not going to get, we're not going to fucking win this thing by playing with kid gloves. Like, Sony can afford to be the bigger man here because they're the fucking bigger man. But I guess we've got to fucking pull some shit out if we're going to take over. Uh, and... Yeah, they're, they're no longer feeling restricted, I, su- I guess. They've actually yes. got something over the, play- uh, the PlayStation for the first time is the other thing, I suppose. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the One S has the Blu-ray player in it. But yeah. yeah. I guess my yeah. question is, him calling out Sony for not putting one in the PS4, does anyone really give a shit? Right? Like, the kind of person who's going to go out and pick up either the Slim or the Pro, do they care? Or do they yeah. want a PlayStation? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Like I've I've said it a couple of times. I actually I bought a 4K TV today, but uh, I've said it a couple of times. I don't give a fuck about 4K. Uh, I got a 4K TV because uh, it was that's fifteen hundred bucks, <laughs> and yeah, I, I couldn't find a on sale one that was. It didn't seem. It didn't make a lot of sense for me to spend that sort of money on not 4K just in case I do care at some point, but. Yeah, I'm not going to actively go out and buy a fucking 4K Blu-ray to watch at some point, unless it's a fucking ocean, uh, the documentary about the ocean, and then I'll just leave it on all day. 
I watched the ocean. I tell you the last time I bought a physical disc of something. Right. Well, I, I I buy shit all the time. Well, like we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. We but, did. We uh, had a, we had a fine. Have point. a shitload of movies. <laughs> Luke no, like, is, I, Luke. I used to do heaps, but I could not tell you the last time I have. I've just fallen out of the habit of. Yeah. Mm. Um. Did Did you guys? I, I don't know if I talked about this, but I put it on. I'm pretty sure I put it on Twitter. Um. The reason, like, there's all the speculation behind why there isn't a Blu-ray player in there. Um. Oh. There was an article from a like an entertainment uh, uh, blog or some entertainment website um, that does like uh, reviews and whatnot for players, and they were basically saying that they've heard from their sources that the reason behind no 4K in there is that uh, Sony hasn't released their 4K uh, player yet, and um, the division that runs that um, basically doesn't want their sales undercut. So oh, they've told that makes sense. So they've told that actually sounds very realistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So computer Sony Computer Entertainment or whatever the fuck they call themselves now, Sony Video Game uh, Business Unit has has <laughs> wanted to put one in there, but then Sony Home Entertainment has said, "Well, our 4K player has been delayed. It's now pushed back to the early 2017. Uh, you can't put that in there. Otherwise, we're not going to make any money because we won't be able to sell our player." Um, so that's, that seems to be what this site is saying that they've heard. And that sounds pretty convincing because I do not know any other reason why you would not fucking include a player in there. It just doesn't make any sense other than a sales reason. Weird, very weird, like large corporation internal interdivisional politics. Yeah. Which I think is a, I personally think is a mistake. It should have a player in there for sure. It does seem like a no-brainer, but mm. yeah. yeah, like like Luke A said, does anyone actually give a fuck? Yes, I don't think so. I I might like I've been that's... looking at the uh, the Xbox One S's because uh, I've got a 4K TV, and the cheapest Blu-ray player you can buy at the moment is about five hundred dollars, uh, or I can get an Xbox One S for three hundred and fifty, or yeah, you no, can stream those. Is- should- Shows on your <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like the One S is absolutely the cheapest 4K place you can buy in Australia. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I've got I've got problems with this kind of 0.5 generation of consoles. Yeah. Like I hate the middle of the lifespan. We're doing an iterative upgrade, but it'll still play all the same games, just maybe some of them slightly better. Yep. I, yeah, I have more of a problem with that than just releasing one thing that says, we made the same thing smaller. You can buy this one now. That's the only difference. We miniaturized it. Like, that's I'm, cool. I, that- yeah, I'm, I'm with Dave, actually. I've never had a problem with the slim uh, yeah, the upgrade. Kind of the same, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you're not getting a different experience. You're not getting a better experience than people who got in at the ground floor or whatever the fuck. It doesn't. Once, yeah, it's only necessary to people who, for whatever reason, apparently need forty percent less uh, space taken up in their home entertainment units, or whatever the fuck you know. Like, yeah, that's the only time it's a necessary upgrade. Otherwise, it's a vanity upgrade, or it's a 
solid first purchase. Which is um, to say, it's always a vanity. It's always a vanity purchase because <laughs> if you don't have that, if you don't have that like extra two, one and a half centimeters of headroom, wh- where are you putting this thing? Like under your, like between your bed and mattress. No one has that problem. It's called Let's heat management, Dave. Okay, and uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to stuff it into my mailbox slide. So. <laughs> 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 is that how content's delivered? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is the sausage factory of content. <laughs> uh, gold. One thing uh, that really shit me, though, just quickly, is uh, when uh, PlayStation, uh, the PS3, when they released the 40-gig um, the model after the 60 at launch and got rid of um, uh, PS1 backwards... Com- oh, no, PS2 backwards compatibility. Yeah. That shat me. Because my thousand dollar PS3 shat itself after two and a half years. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, Thanks. Damn. That's my story. Yeah. Um. All right. That's news. That's the podcast. That is the podcast. Well, you got no emails. No, we don't. Slackers. Send us so, an email at the GA podcast dot at gmail dot com. Fuck. Yes, the GA podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can email us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Under the Gap, or the GA podcast. Search for us uh, where you can leave us a review, which would be appreciated. It helps more people find the show. Um, we're on facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. We have a website, which is gapodcast.com. Uh, you can find all the previous episodes up there as well as additional content. Sometimes Job puts videos up there and um, goes quite into detail about really stupid things that go for way too long like this show totes yeah (laughs) um (laughs) otherwise uh i'm at twitter.com slash luke laurie l-a-w-r-e uh you can also check me out at survivor.com i'll have a review up for nba 2k 17 at some stage probably probably not this week definitely not this week uh because i just just started playing it i would say next week maybe the week after anyway uh go have a look at that and joe anything happening for you uh, I should have an interview going up, uh, fucking I hope tomorrow. It depends on eSports players, guys. I don't know if you know this, but they're terrible to lock down in for a Skype interview. But I should be talking to the Reborn team who are representing Australia uh, for Heroes of the Storm uh, at BlizzCon. So hopefully that'll go up tomorrow. Uh, and if you want to see me squ- uh, freak out like a... Little tiny baby, uh, head to my YouTube channel because I put up um, a video of, of me playing um, Resident Evil 7 on PSVR and uh, I didn't handle it very well. Cool. cool. Um, Luke, Mr. Lancaster, uh, where can yes. people find your work and I guess what you generally do on the internet? Uh, you can find most of my stuff at cnet.com. Uh, you can also check out the comic I write on Webtoons. It's called The Bad Guys. So if you head to Webtoons and search for The Bad Guys or just search for The Bad Guys comic on Google, it's going to pop right up. Awesome. awesome. Uh, I heard yeah. that's pretty good. Um, I, I try. I try. <laughs> you should check it out. There, there's one reader right there. Fair. Nice. Um, time, boys. That's how you do it. Uh, and Dave? Dave, Yes. Uh, you will probably uh, not find most of my stuff because um, on CNET.com, uh, as a video producer, I don't 
actually get accredited in the CMS. So uh, <laughs> if there is video and it's from our AU team, that will be me behind the camera. Um, otherwise, I am on Twitter. Um, my handle is at DrearyClocks. So the uh, the mood and the timepiece. Um I don't have any games coverage in the works, but I will be doing a camera review uh, very soon on the Canon EOS M5. It's their latest mirrorless. Um, my review... I don't like it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Stay tuned for the review. Nice. Hey, and you guys have your own podcast, don't you? The Girl by CNET or whatever. You're both on that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. We, we have a CNET Australia podcast called Girl by CNET. You can find that in all the regular podcast places, uh, iTunes... Um, Who put together the, that title? Because it's the fucking worst. Uh, Goat by CNET is the <laughs> best name of any Australian tech podcast produced by CNET. Thank you. Was it was it Seamus or someone like that? I, it was by committee, man. I mean, uh, it takes more than one brain to come up with something that special. I wasn't in the committee. I'm only uh, I'm only a guest on that one, so uh, I, I I wash my hands of this. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's yeah, the show. Yeah. Go by CNET Weekly Tech Podcast if you're into wider tech news. Nice. Cool. Cool. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Word. Yeah. Um, right. We will do uh, this again next week with Dave Hollingworth is going to come along and talk about his experience at Z-Town. Uh, Nathan Lawrence will be on. He'll talk about his experience in Z-Town. And yep. Joe will uh, yell once again about his experience in Z-Town. So stick I've got to find out how, what Nate's excuse is next week. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it'll be good. Yeah, so stay tuned for that one. Otherwise, uh, we'll catch everyone later. Gentlemen, we will, uh, we will talk sometime again and, and hopefully get a round of board games in quite soon. Yep. Awesome. Yes. Very keen to see Deeper Hit Life. Oh, we yep. both said the same thing, except yeah. I probably sounded better with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys.